welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. We're sharing episode 37 with you today. Very close to a milestone, Rosie. Very, very close. close. <laughs> yeah, three away. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get to 50. That will feel really cool. Honestly, I was thinking this the other day. Like, I know that sounds pretty sad. But, like, I was like, when we get to 50, like, that is actually... That is a proper milestone. Yeah. That is. That, yeah. Definitely. We need to get a cake. <laughs> okay. We'll have a cake and then that episode will just be us eating cake and talking. We'll do that. <laughs> that sounds great, to be honest. <laughs> well, if you're new here and you've missed the first, the 36 prequels, then welcome. Um, very much for welcome. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. It's fine. <laughs> Um, and thank you to all of the listeners who have left us reviews and everyone who continues to listen. Um, we were quite surprised with how popular Jungle Cruise was. Um, no. I don't even know why I was surprised, but I just felt like it wouldn't have been as popular as it was. I don't know. Clearly, people love things regardless of you know when they came out and well, how long true. it's been. That's great. So it's good to know you like the live action stuff. We can do more of that. If you'd like mm. to see more things like live action or of your preference, then feel free to leave a review on your preferred platform in the mm. comments or drop us an email and we'll, our email address is at the end of the, the show. So listen closely <laughs> or skip whatever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if you fancy owning your own A Sprinkle of Disney merchandise as well, like jackets, mugs, stickers, you name it, it's probably there, um, you can head to the description below and explore what we have to offer. Yes, and there is there is some really good designs. We have actually bought well. stuff from it. It's not like we've just... We have. Yeah, we've actually spent money on it ourselves. Yeah, we're not just trying to, like, you know, flog things. We genuinely <laughs> are proud of this. <laughs> And we need to get more. I really need to get a mug. I, I keep saying this, and I never. I want a T-shirt. I need to. We need to progress with what we Our own. collection. So we do. That's a, a goal for us. <laughs> yeah, for your next, for your birthday, it's Rosie's birthday tomorrow. When we're recording right now, um, so for your birthday, I've decided I'm going to scrap the presents I've already got you and just get you a mug. Okay. <laughs> That's all you're getting. <laughs> Excellent. Well, now I know what to expect. And uh, on that note, so today we are back to our Disney Classics series and we are reviewing Peter Pan yes. as that is the next one in the in the series. Um, and it's definitely a favourite, a Disney favourite for many people. It's yeah. definitely got a following, a cult following for sure. Um, it's one of the ones I think people have quite a lot of merch of as well, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely popular. Um, yeah. So obviously we'll be introducing the film, as we always do, and its mm-hmm. background, discussing our thoughts on the film for the time it was uh, released and versus the time that we're in now, because often they are very different mm-hmm. <laughs> opinions that we have on, on both of those. We'll also be discussing the characters and the themes, um, and we'll be giving it a rating out of 10. I, I know we do this every time, but I just I actually have no idea. I haven't this one. I actually think this is one of the hardest ones for me. I actually have no idea, like not a no. single clue where I'm going with this. I've got an idea, like because I watched it earlier this evening, and I mm. was thinking that I was like, oh, I'm going to need a score. So I kind of like thought-ish, but our our discussion might change my mind. To be fair, I think we might need to gather our scores from our other <laughs> classics ones, which we, you know, we should, you know, professionals, we should have done that already. But well, true. I feel the need to have that so I don't just give this like a ridiculous 
score mm. so so yes so stay tuned to find out yes. <laughs> what our scores are it's, it's a very like big event for the episode. going into the unknown as some may say. yes <laughs> it's not pre-planned no, <laughs> no it's really not, not. Uh, we like to keep you know ourselves on our toes as well as you so so, so join yeah. us for our magical adventure <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop now please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas and we'll yeah. start with Disney fun fact number one. So Peter Pan was originally a play by J.M. Barry, published in 1904. It was then adapted by the same person into the 1911 novel Peter and Wendy. Or Wendy and Peter, depends on which copy you buy. Um, in compliance with the tradition of the stage version, the same actor, Hans Comrade, performed the roles of both Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. The two characters' looks were even modelled after his voice actor. Nana and the Crocodile are also a dual role on stage, which the animators acknowledge by giving the Crocodile canine qualities. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's nice to kind of kept elements of the play, like, yeah. where it's been made. It's very clever. Mm. There you go. Always learn something new on these episodes. You do, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I never really realised that about the Crocodile and Nana as well. But, like, mm. when I... Because I always kind of thought, obviously, he's quite playful. And then when I rewatched it with that in mind, I thought, yeah, like, he is very, like, dog-like. Even yeah. his eyes and stuff. Um, yeah, that is so true. You're welcome. I'm going to see that again. When I watch it again now, I'll notice that more now that I know this Well, fact. yeah, you're welcome. Mm. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm dropping all the Disney references today. <laughs> so that brings us on to segment number one, where we discuss the plot, the background, and the reviews of the film. Um, so... The film was released in 1953. Um, it was actually two years since the most recent full-length project that Disney had done, which is Alice in Wonderland. Mm. If you head back four episodes, you'll find our review of that one. Um, yeah, and it was the first time that a full calendar year had passed without a new Disney film being released since 1945. So they had a bit of a break with this one. Mm. So, yes. Um it was initially planned to be the film that followed Snow White. It was meant to be the second film, but the rights were with Great Ormond Street Hospital um, and they kind of struggled to get them. Um, and then it was supposed to be after Bambi, but then the war happened and they were like, let's just let's just not, because they were then struggling for funds during that point and the film was kind of quite expensive to make. Um, so they were like, let's hold off. Um, but yeah, it was quite a bit of a, a difficulty getting the rights. Um which is interesting. I feel like Walt Disney had that a lot. <laughs> like he really oh, yeah, that to seems make the film. To be a, yeah, like a real struggle for them. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but worth it. Well, I true, guess. true. And then, because apparently as well, I didn't know this, but like Roy Disney, obviously Walt's brother who set up the mm. company with him, was more like financial, was not a fan of this. He didn't want this film to make because it was too expensive, it was too costly, wow. and like, it kept going over budget. Um, which is interesting because obviously that, they, they waited for so long until after Cinderella when they kind of had that financial boom again they were able to make this film but you can just imagine Roy sitting in the corner with the spreadsheets like (laughs) no no more no more lost boys you can have one lost boy nobody else (laughs) I can imagine it Um, and during the film's initial theatrical run um, it was released as a double feature with the True Life Adventures documentary short Bear Country I've heard that but never seen it I don't know if you've seen that Mm, one I haven't seen it either no and then it was re-released in classic Disney style in 1958, 1969, 1976, 1982, and 1989. So they did a lot of re-releases of this film. 
they pushed this one. They, they, they did. <laughs> they, they were did. like, you will enjoy this film. You will watch this film. Well, yeah. And it was like, it had a limited re-release again in the Philadelphia Film Festival in 2003. And then it had another mm. limited engagement in like the Cinemark theatres in 2013. So like, it kept being kind of pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, well, it works. It's, it's a method that works. We've seen that with Bambi. Like very true. most of the originals yeah so. very very true and it had like loads of special edition vhs tapes and dvds and it had yes. all sorts because some of them the sequel came out they released a new version of it. oh there was just so much peter pan stuff so they clearly mm-hmm. wanted to... roy was like we've got to make that dollar back yeah <laughs> he's like kept... right what else can we <laughs> spin out from this <laughs> so the film itself most people will be familiar but if you're not it's it features it's inspired by the, the the one line from the the jm barry play which is all children grow up except one and the idea is that peter pan is the boy who never grew up and is stuck as a child feather in neverland living his best child life with the lost boys who are like other kids who which doesn't really explain how they get there in the disney film but i think no. like the the kind of classic story is that they fell out of prams <laughs> and then ended up in neverland it's all very bizarre if you watch the 2003 Peter Pan is that Disney? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Is that a live action one? Yeah, the live action one. It might be. I haven't watched that. Goes more. Oh, Rosie, you are missing out. (laughs) Oh, but like some of the quotes and stuff from there are more. It's more closely aligned to the the dialogue of the original. It's very good. But that's kind of where you learn more about about this. But in in this 1953 version, there's then like Peter and his mates basically at Neverland. That's not where we start. We start in London, mm. where with the Darling family, and you have Wendy, John, and Michael, and then their parents, and their parents are going off to a function, and then Wendy's rattling on about Peter Pan and stories and pirates, and the dad's like, I've had enough of this. You're too old. Be in this nursery anymore. You go into a different room, and I'm putting the dog outside. <laughs> to summarise, <laughs> other things happen, but that's the summary of the opening. Yeah. And R- Wendy's like, I don't want to grow up, mother. I don't want to. And she's like, Shh, go to bed. <laughs> And then very irresponsibly <laughs> leaves the children on their own in the house while they go to a party. Yeah. yeah Mistakes were made. Madness. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. clearly. <laughs> and then who happens to appear? Peter Pan appears in the window with his mate Tinkerbell, the fairy. And yeah, he's mate. lost his shadow. Yeah. <laughs> well, in very common. Who knows what that relationship is, let's be honest. Um so he's looking for his shadow, and then he eventually finds his shadow in a drawer. Wendy sews the shadow back on. He teaches them all to fly, and they go to Neverland because she's like, "You never have to grow up in Neverland." And so they all fly off into the second star to the right and strand yes. some morning and all that jazz. And then we get to Neverland and we go on adventures. And Wendy nearly dies because Tink tries to get the Lost Boys to kill her. And then <laughs> Captain Hook wants to kill Peter Pan. And it's a bit weird because he's like a grown adult, a man hunting down children. Mm. And then there's some problematic Indian Native Ooh, American. Oh, problematic is a word for um, it. <laughs> They're called Indians in there, but they're just very problematic. It's meant to be a reference to Native Americans, and it's very offensive. It's just... very, very offensive and racist. I mean, I've <laughs> always known it's, it is, but I feel like watching it again, mm-hmm. I haven't watched this film like in a while. Yeah, same. I'm watching it again, I was like, oh, It's guys, not aged well at all. What were no. you doing? But we'll talk more about that in a bit, yes. but that's problematic. And then there's some bitchy mermaids that rock up at one oh. point as well. There's a crocodile that's trying to eat Captain Hook's hand. Um, 
Wendy, everyone's really misogynistic and Wendy's treated really badly. Mm. And then Wendy's like, I'm going home. And then Peter Pan's like, no, you're not. And then she's like, but I want me mum. And then all the Lost Boys are like, what's her mother? And then they all say they're going to leave and they all leave Peter Pan and then a bomb goes off and they will get kidnapped by pirates. And then they all jump off a plank and then Peter Pan saves them and then kicks all the pirates off the ship and then flies them back to London with magic pixie dust. Yeah. The end. Yes. Yeah, that's summarize. <laughs> yeah, it's a good summary. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I think I think I've managed to get all the essential parts in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the film. Um, we'll obviously go into it more, but that's kind of the essence. It's not as much of like a. Well, that there is a chronology to it, but it's not like it's not like an adventure-based story. So it's kind of like you you'd be jumped through different sections. Um, yeah. Neverland yeah. to kind of. And the whole point is that, like, the story is kind of more, like, fantastical and adventurous. It's more about, like, the message behind it, I think. Um, mm. It's kind of, it all points towards a message, so, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Rosie, tell us what other people think of this film. Right, so the reception. Um, during its initial run in the theatre, it grossed $6 million. Um, but it's got a lifetime gross of $427.5 million. What? I look. I mean, the difference in what when it was initially up. released. <laughs> I know, right? So it's clearly it has. You have to call that a success for Disney, just yeah. purely looking at like financial. All those um, new releases clearly works. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. They know what they're doing. They're yeah. like, oh, we can put it out with a different cover this time. <laughs> so or we'll chuck in a freebie. Like, <laughs> so do you know what? We need some money. What should we release? Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it going until we have to stop. So, they, yeah, it's done well financially. Um, and it was generally well received when it was released in 1953. Mm. The animation was highly praised. Um, people thought that the characters appeared very natural, mm. and they were impressed by that. Um, however, there was a, there was criticism. People didn't feel like it was very faithful to the original play. Mm. This is classic. We've had this before. Um, and they felt like the, the true spirit of Peter Pan was missing. Um, so that's a criticism. But in more recent times, the criticism has, of course, been the stereotypical treatment of yes. the Native Americans in the film and dreadful. the lack of authentic representation. And even obviously it led uh, Disney on Disney Plus to have the content advisory notice yeah. at the start, which we saw with, was it Dumbo? I think we saw it with yes. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And it basically goes through how it's like, you know, there's a there's like problematic things yeah. um which they I do think not... it's probably I mean I know people have mentioned problematic elements in films previously and they're kind mm. of there but it's more kind of like the undertones yes. this I think is the first classic that we've watched where like it's really uncomfortable it's it is it's yeah it's like it's hard to watch yeah. I think because you know how problematic so it bad. is and yeah it's, it's just not good so that's been the more modern yeah. criticism mm-hmm. um so but in terms of like scores so it's got 7.3 on imdb okay. so that's like given the same score as bambi and cinderella that's where it's at okay, so in line with those which is interesting mm. yeah um rotten tomatoes the critics have given it 79 percent and the audience have given it 80%. So very, like, in sync. It's very on par, with, yeah. Yeah, very, very in sync with the thoughts. Um, it was actually nominated for a grand prize of the festival at Cannes Film Festival in 1953 as well, which was quite a big deal for that. Yeah, that always reminds me of Mr Bean, because that's where they go, isn't it, is the Cannes Film <laughs> <Yeah>. Festival. <laughs> 
yeah um so yeah it was nominated but you'll notice that it wasn't nominated for the same sort of awards we've seen a lot of the other classics like you know like things like the academy awards quite a lot of the um previous classics were mm. nominated for or won some academy awards so it's interesting that this didn't get nominated for anything it is like interesting because it is one i think if you were to say what got nominated for awards in the older ones you probably would pick this one over other ones because it's mm. more popular i would say than some well, of the that's, other ones. yeah purely because of the mainstream and and the popularity and the cult following i would i would agree to think that there'd be more i when i searched i was like is there nothing else <laughs> so that was interesting um but onto the reviews so there's some from the time so i'll start with those ones so in the chicago tribune in 1953 they said that the backgrounds are delightfully picturesque the music is only so-so oh. the film is designed for broad effect with the accent of comedy i'm sure the youngsters who grew up with cartoons will be right at home with all the characters i feel like it's quite a wishy-washy like i'm gonna say summary I mean, just have an opinion yeah um but i mean the music, though, is what I take away from that. I think that's a really interesting comment mm. because this is something that seems to get brought up that people think the music's not quite as impressive as the music from previous classics. That mm. seems to be a general consensus with a, a critic, at least. I just think that's quite um, true, though, because I didn't even really think until now. I mean, the music is nice, and there's some like good songs, obviously, there's some like, classic songs, but actually, that's a good point. Yeah. I never really thought, you don't really think about the music when you think about this film. No, and yeah, you're right. There are like some catchy ones in there, and ones are memorable and like iconic. But yeah, are they the best for that reason? No. I don't think so. So I think that's a fair comment. Like so, so I'd say that because when you look at some of the other music in other classics, it's yeah. it doesn't hold up. No, I no, that's think. very true. Um, and then at the same time, in Variety in 1953, they said that it's a feature cartoon of enchanting quality. Ooh. The music score is fine. But the songs are less it's impressive. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. The songs are less impressive than usually encountered in such a Disney presentation. So there mm-hmm. again, we've had someone comment on the music. So at the time, and that's interesting because you'd think maybe at the time people would be a bit more mm-hmm. impressed because it's like, you know, like they've got, for not, their they've time. They've not got what we've got to compare it to. True. Yeah. So, but, but like when you yeah. look at like Alice in Wonderland and like, yeah. I just, yeah. I, th- I think the point that they're trying to make is that it's a bit lackluster when you compare it to some of the other music or like the yeah. scores that we've had. Yeah. Um, and then in Hollywood Reporter, they said that um, this Technicolor all animation treatment of Peter Pan, the boy who wouldn't grow up, captures the imaginative spirit of childhood to a nostalgic degree not possible in any other medium. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. They're all very wishy-washy reviews, aren't they? this is what i found about this it's like people haven't got like a a statement it's like they've got like a load of different things to say but no one's strongly opinionated on it is what i found Mm. there's not like a strong like this is really good this is really bad me Mm, i i thought that well audience a little bit more Uh, (laughs) um but yeah so then um in the in common sense media they said that it's a of courage magic and imagination and a reminder that growing up means taking responsibility but also occasionally it's a disturbing violent of what happens when kids must fend for themselves <laughs> there's some very dated racist and sexist stereotypes and themes mm-hmm. these cultural relics have aged poorly <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes we have indeed <laughs> um which yeah 
I think we've touched on and we all mentioned mm -hmm. again. So, um, but the audience, uh, so these are all from IMDb. So someone said yeah. that the animation is very good, the pace is fast and the movie is fun. The negatives are simply a product of the times in that this is about the most politically incorrect Disney film ever made. <laughs> Oof, yeah, um, it is rough. Mm. It is, it's hard. Yeah. But... I feel like a lot of what I've read when I've been reading around it is that like when you were a kid you really enjoyed it and then as an adult you watch it back and it's just not got the same glow. Yeah. I, I would 100% agree with that because you don't think about the problems when you're a so kid. So many problems with this film. No, you're not aware. Like, there's not I awareness. was watching it and I was like, am I being extra harsh? But like, there's so many problems with this film. Literally, like... I was like, do I have to watch it? At one point I was like, I don't know if I can carry on. <laughs> it's the kind of film that, like, I, I, I sometimes I get an urge to be like, do you know what? I remember having an urge about a year or two ago, like, I really want to watch Peter Pan. Mm. Um, sometimes you just fancy it, you know. But like, uh, yeah. When I sat down to watch it this evening, I was, I was shocked at how bad it was. Yeah. 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 I, d I did definitely didn't remember it like that when I watched it last. It must have been a long time ago since I watched it. So. Yeah. Yes, it's it's not aged well. Um, and then mm. someone said that all the elements for wonderful family film are there, and the film is marvelous for everyone. It remains one of the best Disney films ever, and that is down to the scale of Disney and his animators. Mm. I don't think it's one of the I best Disney films ever. That's that's too big of a claim, Soz. If it's your favorite film, that's great, but to know from me, yeah. <laughs> it's just not like yeah. it's it's just not. I'm sorry. Um. Oh, this is an interesting one. So someone said that after great Disney classics like, are you ready? Snow White, Pinocchio, <laughs> Bambi and Dumbo, and a nice one. What, what's this nice one? A nice one like Alice in Wonderland. Why is that a what? nice one? Why is it not That's great? That's so Sorry. That's like an Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> we'll accept you. Um, I have what to say, Peter of Pan is a little disappointing. Wow. Now listen, if we're, if we're comparing it to Pinocchio... It's an improvement on Pinocchio, I'll give it that. It, it is. It is. Most things are. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I always forget how much you absolutely abhor. It's just, it's Pinocchio. so funny because I used to watch it all the time when I was I younger. Like, my mum still reminds me about this and she listened to our Pinocchio episode and she's like, it's just funny because you used to watch it all the time. I'm like, so I know. Anyway, so yeah. Um, basically, yeah. People enjoy the film. But like I said, it's not passionate. Well, there was one no. person that was very passionate about mm. it. But also there's a lot of like kind of feelings of it being a product of its time. There's, you know, problematic sections to it and that yeah. it's not quite living up to the expectations of a Disney classic. That's mm. kind of vibes, I'd say. Yeah, it does all kind of seem quite in like, in line with each other. Kind of like you say, no one's kind of like, yeah. apart from that one person who's like, it's the best Disney film ever. Yeah, ever. they were a bit um, keen. A bit much. <laughs> But other than that, I feel like it's very kind of wishy-washy. Like, yeah, it's like a nice family film and it's all right. Yeah, mm. like average vibes. Yeah. Which is interesting because there are some people, well, obviously, like, like one person, um, that, you know, are really, like, yeah. passionate about this. But, yeah, I, I, they are very wishy-washy and very kind of, like, Which is eh. weird because normally when we have reviews and stuff, normally they're, they're quite strong either way. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, yes, very kind of... Like, no, not really strong opinions on this film, to be honest, which is interesting. Yeah. Maybe unexpected. I I was it, surprised. Yeah, it surprised me, I'll be yeah. honest. I was very surprised. 
Um, but I guess the score kind of reflects that a little bit because it's kind of like an average score, mm. I guess. But I guess if you look at like some of the other things, like like the Snow White stuff, and like, the, the critics raved over that one, and mm. um, Fantasia, goodness me, oh, where goodness. like it's still in that like seven point range. Yeah. Um, the, when you compare what's actually written, it's mm. quite a different level yeah, of passion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So there you have it. That's that's their opinions, and now you can hear ours. <laughs> but first, that brings us on to Disney fun fact number two. Though the film was a modest success, Walt Disney himself was dissatisfied with the finished product, feeling that the character of Peter Pan was cold and unlikable. However, experts on J.M. Barry praised this as a success, as they insist that Pan was originally written to be a heartless sociopath. Oh, isn't that just <laughs> delightful? That is really nice. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, the original Peter Pan was like, I mean, we'll get to him later as a hmm. character, but like he... In the original play and book, when the Lost Boys annoyed him, or there was too many of them, or they got too old, he used to kill them. Uh, yeah, I I really don't like that side. I know that's, like, the dark. <laughs> like, I know that is, like, the version. But, like, that's... I just don't like, like that. That's so intense. That, cause especially because he's still a child. Yeah. Like, it's very intense. That's... But this is... It, this is what made me... I kind of think... You know when you're saying about people kind of praising the animation or kind of saying, like, you know the music was a bit lacklustre, this, this, that, and mm. the other thing. Like, it's interesting, because this was the last film that all... You remember we talked about the nine old men, I think? In oh, yeah. Life. Yeah, yeah. This was the last film that they all worked on. After this, um, two of them went to go and do other things. One of them, I think it was... Oh, begins with an M. I don't know all their names. Was animating Pan and Wendy, and he asked to be put on to, to Captain Hook because he was bored doing Pan and Wendy. And I wonder if lots of them got quite bored, like with yeah, this... like a bit like irritated because they weren't really interested. Yeah, in it yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's kind of what started to happen. And apparently, like after this, especially because like, um, because once these old old nine men, as they were called, kind of like left, it was kind mm. of like the end of like the initial what of, of what animation was because disney set that up so that initial disney animation age was kind of over in a sense yeah to bring new people in and apparently after this film walt was a bit less enthused like enthused and, and proactive within the animation department he used to be more involved with the story but apparently after this one he wasn't as kind of involved mm. in the animation which is interesting yeah that is interesting Especially with, with the wishy-washy reviews that we've had and people feeling a bit meh. Like, I wonder if some, like the internal team just felt like they'd plateaued a bit. Yeah, no, I think that that could be the case because I feel like that's quite reflected. Like, because mm. I think this is quite an overhyped film. Yeah, I agree. Like so, the ride in Disney World. Ooh, oh, my that? goodness. Who the shoes that? that people are happy to stand in. I mean, goodness me. Yeah, no. Might as well make your own little flying I could have made my own, yeah, I could have done it my, on my own in that time. <laughs> or just go to London and, like, pre- pretend. I don't know. I could have got a flight over London and, and, in a quick time. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Right, okay. So... That brings us on to discussing our thoughts on the film for its time versus what we think for it just as a general film in itself. So this will be interesting, I think. So, oh, gosh, oh dear me, one. here we go. <laughs> so what do you think of the film for the time it was released in 1953? Gosh, <laughs> it's not great, is it? Um, 
I think I think like I think this, I just think like it's just not great when you look no. at the issues. And I think it's great that Disney have put that like message on the front of their films yes. rather than removing it because I think it shows how far we've come. Yes. Like I think when you look at Encanto, which obviously is the, the latest one, and mm-hmm. the, how far we have come oh. since Peter Pan, like in representation, equality, and messages, kind of just everything. Yeah. Because the two clear problems for this film with me, there are quite a few, but the two clear ones, obviously, the presentation of Native American history and yes. um, culture, mm-hmm. and women. Oh, yes. Oh, They're the yes. two main <laughs> ones for me. There are obviously other things on there, but like I would say mm-hmm. kind of like Native American culture and misogyny and mm-hmm. sexualization of women. Um, yeah. And a real clear, like, kind of patriarchy boxing women into a certain shelf which is just so confusing for me because because we've had things like alice in wonderland and cinderella yep. where we've had independent women i don't understand why we went back yeah. this film feels like a massive step backwards i so agree I'll, I'll probably touch on, on the native american stuff first because i feel okay. like i personally don't feel that i am educated enough to go into that in full detail because i don't yeah. personally know the ins and outs of native american culture yes. history. I, I don't i've been to native american um museum in washington which was really interesting and i learned a lot i feel like it's a part of it's a culture and a, a group in the world that we're not taught about a lot oh yeah not enough like we should we be taught really i want to know everything like it's yeah frustrating. it's so interesting like when i went to that museum their culture and history is so interesting yeah. and yet like the only exposure we ever really got as children and young people was these stereotypes like yeah I mean, I, I don't regret it because I was a child, but I'm like, and I still think, I think Tiger Lily is a great, like, it's great to have, a, like, her character there. I just wish she was done better. But, like, mm. I used to dress up as Tiger Lily. or She was one of my absolute faves. And when I was watching it before, I remember, you know, the bit when she, like, she dances on the... Oh, yeah. I used to love that bit as a kid. I loved, loved, loved her character, like, and, and her costume and everything. And mm-hmm. I used to... I remember going to, like, a farm party dress. It, was, it wasn't, like, the, the Disney costume, but, like, I went in, like... Probably problematic now. But I went <laughs> in, like, <laughs> an Indian, inverted commas, costume. Yeah, yeah. Um, because... It was just that was that was a, that was just the way things were like yeah. then like that was a standard a standard costume and I, I still think you know like the whole like kids kids birthday costumes are always quite like kind of stereotypical anyway and very mm-hmm. kind of like dumbed down but I I look back at that and think about how that was kind of my exposure to that culture and that was what I thought Native Americans were because yeah. that's what I was shown and alongside people like my dad watching like cowboy Indian films yeah I had this image of Native American um individuals living in caves and like <laughs> yeah running around like with feathers all over the place and like I'm like sure was... savages is yeah. is basically what we wish it's so damaging it's so really damaging. bad like and i think back to like that like the, the peter pan film where they they don't show their eyes like they are so dehumanized in the mm. animation like the fact that they sing i didn't realize until today how bad i don't, I don't really listen to this soundtrack i don't listen to it no um same. What make the red man red? That is absolutely horrendous. Oh, <clears throat> that... I, feel like I feel like I'm kind of mixing like what the film is for its time and what it is now because I feel like I can't separate. I think the two. that's fair for this one though. So we'll do I it feel like, like if I try and say it any other way, it sounds like I'm saying it's okay and it's not. Yeah, like, no, I think say, oh, we well, have to time, address it. Yeah, I think even yeah. at the time that was just not despicable, okay. <laughs> not healthy and damaging clearly no. for our society. So I just I didn't don't. do anyone anything. 
good. I do, and it's interesting because one of the animators came out a few years later and said, if we'd have done this film again now, he goes, I don't know if we'd have put the red, the inverted commas, the red Indians, he still called them that. I was yeah. like, if you're not letting anything in the film. And he goes, and if we did, I'd, they would have been done very differently. Um, mm, and obviously well, they I weren't. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> But um, that was only a few years later on after that, so that was kind of already a recognition. A recognition, mm. yes. Yeah. That like acknowledgement. It wasn't okay. Um, yeah. And obviously they weren't in the sequel. The um, Indian characters, and if, I keep saying that, but that's what they're referred to as. Yeah, characters. I know. It's yeah. Oh, it makes my skin That in itself is frustrating. <laughs> I know. It's so frustrating. Um, weren't in the 2002 sequel, so I think that in itself, like a lesson. They kind of knew. Yeah. Um, it's so derogatory. They, I think, I think that they talk in there about like. I mean, like, also the way that they speak, you can't really understand what they're saying. Um, no. They've put stupid voices on that, like, no one talks like that. Like, it's kind of they everything they can do to make them other, they do. And literally, I think that's what's so, so disappointing true. about it. Like, yeah, they are literally awful. made bright red, which is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They are put in these most like ridiculously like over stereotyped costumes. No yeah. one really, no one speaks apart from the chief. They all just make like tribal noises the whole way. Yeah. And like they all look the exact same apart from the chief. Like basically, mm. they're all like copies of each other. Yeah. And like I say, you don't really see their eyes. This whole like monster kind of like other non human element is what's pot. And I just think that is dreadful. Like, I know. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. You could. You could look at the film for its time in potential over-dramatised costumes or, yeah. like, if a word was used that we would now de- term derogatory yeah. but at the time it was commonly used. You can condemn it now but understand why it was done at the time. Yeah. You don't understand why anyone thought it was okay to be that stereotypical with that group of people. I, I don't understand. It's just awful because it gives off for me. You know, like, The Greatest Showman? Like it yes. gives off like a circus attraction novelty yeah, kind of vibe, especially yeah. because of the way um, that the, the children are acting around them, asking all these questions. Like it's, it's in a it's in a way as if they're like almost like a an attraction, like rather yeah. than actual people. And the way they're all like grouped into one, like I learned yeah. about this from uh, from TikTok actually. There was a, a mum and a daughter who had like Native American history and culture mm. and they did the chants with each other and I learned, I learned quite a bit from there but I didn't realise until like a few years back that there was different tribes of, of Native American. I didn't know because no. we, we'd been sold this idea that all Indians in America were the same and yeah. they all just ran around like savages with like burly clothes on. But like there are so many different groups of Native Americans. Like there are countless amounts. You've got like, like I don't know, like the uh, the Cherokee is quite a popular one and obviously like Cheyenne, that's where that comes from and all mm. these different, like the Lakota people, Apache. There's so many variations because it's a, it's like with any culture or, or group of people, they're not all the same like it's mm. just not there's not like one massive group of people that all act and behave and dress the same way and i just think the way that they've done it you're right it's like a circus attraction and mm. like hey come and look at like the funky indian people yeah like, that's so different to us like we could never possibly be anything like them yeah. like, they're acknowledging as many differences as possible with them you know like rather than being inclusive and like you mm-hmm. know uh, exploring the culture like showing off the culture and treating them as equals it's all just very much like 
it is like an attraction like it's like they're not people yeah. they're just and even things an that, they've, that they've included so obviously like the, the chief's big feather headdress oh yeah it's used in so in yeah. well, it was it was used at least i'm not sure about now but it was used mm. in native american yeah. tribes at the time but but even that it keeps falling down on his head so it's, it's turned into a joke like yeah they, they, they are they a dance, joke they dance it? with the it at some point or something like that like, yeah it's just even the parts of the culture that like because they've clearly had to research these people and their culture to include the costumes, yeah. etc., in the movie, and that's a choice. That's been yeah. a choice to add that in there and make it a joke, yeah, and make it kind of other. And then obviously, when they have that whole that whole scene where they turn up and they go, "Oh, we play games," which is fine, but then it's like, "Oh, well, now the Indians are mad." So like, the Indians are mad, aggressive people that capture children like for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that annoys me as well. It's like, yeah. why did why do you have to do that? Like. It no. just, what also really frustrates me, I'm sorry, I know it's like your... <laughs> no, no, we should, let's do it together, it's but, good. I feel like on this film we need to. Yeah, like what annoys me is the fact that we've got the darlings who are so privileged, so like clearly privileged well, as a family. Well, see, I thought that until I watched this, I mean, we'll get back, we'll come back to that later, but I don't know okay. if they're privileged as we initially thought they were. Interesting, but they're more privileged than well, then, yes, than the Lost than, Boys and yes. the Native Americans, which that's why I think like when they're being so inquisitive, it's not like they're actually interested in like getting to know these. I'm going to study these. It's like, these oh, what, what interesting fact can I bring yeah. back about you to like tell? That's yeah. how it feels. Like, yeah, that's it's interesting. Very, like... They're not as privileged as I thought. It's very like explorer kind of going to other worlds yeah, and kind of claiming it. them for themselves, but not actually kind of respecting and understanding the culture. Exactly. It's that yeah. very kind of what's what I'm looking for, like colonist attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like yeah. oh, like what what can we learn from you? What can we help you yeah. with? Like that sort of. It's not that at all. Yeah. It's just here's this other group, mm. and they it's yeah they're treated so like an exhibition. That's, that's how I feel. It's that's what it's like. Yeah, and then I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Tiger Lily. I think separately with the with the women and kind of how that how that okay, came yeah. into play there. Yeah. Um, because her character, as much as as, as a young girl, I loved her because I thought she was really pretty and like yeah. I loved her hair, I loved her like clothes and stuff. But as a, as a woman, <laughs> I'm mm. like that is not it's just not awesome. acceptable. Oh no. Oh. Um, but just a quick aside on the darling stuff. I was thinking this when I was watching it before. Is they make a comment about money? And they comment about mm. not being able to afford some. I can't remember the exact phrase. Like we, we can't afford that, or like, oh, that was it. It's when Mrs. Darling comes in in the dress, and Wendy goes, "Hey, mother, your dress yeah. is beautiful." And she goes, "Oh, thank you, dear. It's just an old one that I've kind of spruced up." And I thought, interesting. Oh yeah. Okay. And then we think about the fact that actually all three of them live in one nursery now. I know there's like kind of that's part mm. of the plot thing, but they 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 have that. They don't have an actual nanny. They have a dog as a nanny. They don't pay for it. Yeah, that's true. They don't actually have staff. Yeah. No. And then when George is like, "Where is my vest?" Like he only has the one vest. Mm. <laughs> like, if he was that rich, he'd be able to just go to his his bedroom and just pick out another vest. So I was watching that yeah. scene and I thought, interesting. Like, and that's potentially why. I don't know. I don't know. There's loads of ways you could look into that because I think they're, they're presented as far more rich than they are. I think you I, actually I f- analyse it. Yeah, I feel like what that is is a, it's a classic case of people pretending that they're mm. like richer and wealthier than yeah. they actually are, which which happens. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in well, the especially past back in, in the day, yeah, exactly. You that's to. what I mean with massive events like that. You had to put on your best or whatever that was, mm. and like try and appear as if you know you've got new things. And so, like, yeah, I think it's that kind of mm. 
pretending you're in the upper class uh group of people but yeah you're right that's that's so true but i think that actually makes it yeah more interesting yeah i thought that and it was something that just kind of hit me a little bit more of like when i was watching it this time i'd never noticed it before and i was like that is quite interesting because you do assume that they're very posh and wealthy and whatever but like even their clothes and stuff aren't particularly like no true like even like the kids clothes and like all of those things i just think that the classic like if you think about mary poppins for example oh yeah that kind of like idea of like the nanny and even like the nursery itself is actually quite big and all like even though they, they, they live to get like in the same room etc it's you know the dad's always off to the bank and all, all that kind of stuff yeah that the nanny the servants all there's two servants in the house as a cook as a cleaner like yeah it's very the different. staff of, yeah. yeah whereas yeah, nana so... <laughs> bless her nana is just she, i mean she does it. everything bless her <laughs> so sort of food for thought for you everyone yeah that's go. that is very that's a very good point but Thanks. like they are obviously but more, more privileged, privileged. <laughs> yeah a bit lots of the idea of like the original idea of the lost boys was that it was like poor mums who didn't really care about oh. their kids as much or rich mums one of the other way like they didn't really care about the kids and the kids would like fall out of the um the the pram or whatever and like the parents didn't really care right. about them or something so like kind that. of like orphaned by like choice like the, the parents yeah. like yeah by default yeah that's interesting um yeah yes. so anyway that's a nice little aside for like for food for thought because <laughs> i think it gives an interesting perspective onto why like wendy and the boys are so fixated on stories and escape and imagination because actually yeah. if they don't have as many outgoings or adventures like outside of the house then it makes sense as to why they would cling to peter pan so strongly yeah um, because yeah, they don't talk true. about any other friends or anything like that it's very much like no. themselves in the house so there's a fan yeah. theory for you <laughs> um but then kind of moving over to women oh, dear me. oh god <laughs> so i actually wrote about wendy and tinkerbell and the presentation of women in this film i think i told i told you i did um my a level i did my epq on women and presentation yeah. and how it had grown and the book that I was reading then was, um, I mentioned it in a previous episode, I think it's like From Mouse to Mermaid, it's called, and it's a selection of essays on Disney and how they presented things up until The Little Mermaid. Worth mm. a really interested in, like, the behind behind the, the, the kind of story. Um, and they, they talk in that really clearly about, like, the, the kind of kind of juxtaposition of the two female roles and what's right and wrong for women. And they did that Wendy is put forward as, like, this mother figure who's very prim and proper, behaves herself always with like her long dress and her hair's always like perfect and like mm. she does as she's told and blah 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 and then you you juxtapose that next to tinkerbell who is curvy yeah. um and horrible at times like that's yeah. the way she behaves she tries to kill people she's rude she's like she's um she, she's backstabbing mm-hmm. she betrays people she lies she's like it's like this weird kind of juxtaposition of and she's obviously a single woman at this like mm-hmm. if we kind of go quite deep into it um and it's it's almost and obviously she wears very short she's very sexualized yeah. as a character very much so. and when you put them next to her it's like this is what's right as a woman and this is what's wrong as a woman yeah um, you you know you flaunt yourself you're independent you think for yourself like you have any form of attitude or emotion that isn't like then then this is wrong yeah unacceptable behavior yes. for a woman yeah and the whole message pushed is like, oh, but mothers are so important. We must have mothers. We must have this motherly figure. And I read a really interesting thing earlier today when I was reading about around around all of this. 
it was just mm. someone's blog online and it was talking about how Wendy is taken to Neverland not as a, a Peter's girlfriend mm. not as a friend not as a female lost boy as a mother yeah like, that is literally that's her the role. reason she's taken. I never yeah. really thought about it that way. Because in my head when I was younger, I thought, well, she decides to be their mum. That's what she wants to do. It's like, no, no. No, that's she's just told. forced upon her. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the role that she thinks every woman has to take on. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just think the way, like, oh, the way Peter speaks to her when he goes, woman, or like, girl, so my shadow on. Girls talk too much. Oh, like and nothing that. my issue with this is that nothing gets resolved like it's not like we learn that women are allowed to be themselves we don't mm. learn that no. tinkerbell has a, a whole tree collapse on her she gets captured by pirates like she's never kind of has like a kind of reward like an no. reward um uh, re... like an arc like a yeah redemption that's what i yeah. thought redemption yes she never has that really. No. It's still very like, oh well, what's Tinkerbell like? You know, she's been banished because she misbehaved, and it's that yeah. idea of like, well, if women misbehave, then we send them away. Yeah. And then you've got, and then you've got Tiger Lily. I, oh, I can't with this. Who doesn't speak? Not a single. Not one word. word. Not even like an utterance. Not even like a like a sound. Nothing. And what does that say? That is unbelievable. A woman of color. Yeah on screen yeah doesn't say anything doesn't seem to live with any other women apart from that one who's like squaw go get firewood or whatever she does yeah very like... much set in like a this is what women do and this is what yeah. men do yeah but you don't really see her like around other women it's always around she's dancing no. around all these men like she's flirting with people provocatively shall we say yeah, when she's like five <laughs> the way so she dances bizarre. up to peter and then kisses him nah not having that i'm sorry that's no. unacceptable. Like that's but the way that she's present. The fact that she doesn't speak. That's just such a statement. Like oh. it. It just says so much. Like the fact that she isn't given a single thing to say. No. Just. No. I mean, the amount of things you can read into that. But again, when I was a kid and I watched her, this is why it's so dangerous. I was a kid and I watched her and I remember thinking, wow, she's so strong and brave. Yeah, for, yeah, For yeah. not speaking when she's being captured and like, you know. And now as an adult, I'm like, the, the capture thing I kind of get because she doesn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah, Like, fair. even when she's like about to die, <laughs> when she's about to drown, she doesn't even, like, she opens her mouth and the water comes up. Yeah, and it's she doesn't like, even get to say help. <laughs> Yeah, she can't even ask for help when she's Which like, is still problematic, distress, well, damsel in distress. Yeah. But at least she would have had a word to say. Well, yes. And so yeah, I just for me, the way that she's presented is just it's just unacceptable. It's... She doesn't speak. She's over sexualized for a child, first of all. A child Absolutely. Girl. Yeah. She's created this kind of like prize as well. Because then when like Peter saves her, mm. the chief's like, Oh, you saved Tagalady's life, you're now a chief and like Yeah, like as if she's an object. She's objectified yeah. and it's... Over and over again. Yeah. Um, and then the mermaid, this is the other thing, it's like you oh. have like any woman that like is not part of like a hierarchy structure. Mm. Even, though, even though like so Tiger Lily's meant to be a likeable character, she doesn't speak, which is meant yeah. to be likeable. Tinkerbell yeah. isn't really meant to be likeable, I don't think, no. most of the film. And the mermaid's definitely not likeable and they again have curvy women with like with their stomachs and shoulders um... out. Can we also just talk about the fact that some of them are actually not wearing anything over their boobs? Like, yeah. can we actually mention just that? just their thing? hair, isn't it? Yeah. That, I mean, how, like, sultry, provocative, sexualized for, for a children's I film know. about 
you know never growing up i mean is that appropriate no, no. it's not like i'm sorry and that's again, not like okay how, how catty and bitchy they are i know yeah that's and so it's this horrible very clear message of like women who are like not prim and proper and not all covered mm. up and not they are wrong and this really unhealthy message throughout the film of like woman versus woman and how women always attack because everyone yeah. in this film attacks every woman yeah. attacks each other even like tiger lily and wendy it's like a fighting over peter thing yeah like, yeah it's yeah. just so unhealthy the whole way through no female character is presented well in this film no at all. even her mom even like when her mom kind of doesn't she's like oh george it's fine oh children it's oh fine. yeah she's doesn't so talk about problems she's like oh your father's having a hard day she's quite like, wet to be honest she... like if we're being brutal yeah and i just think there's not one female character that is a good representation of anything no, not positive. at all not and at i all. just don't understand how after you've done alice in wonderland I know. How did we go from Cinderella and Alice down to this, back to like Fantasia, Pinot, like yeah. style of portrayal? Because the thing that gets me, right, so you kind of touched on this already, but the women in this film are all so dependent on Peter. They're yes. so dependent on him. Yeah. He, They exist for his pleasure or the pleasure of men. Yeah. All of the women. Yeah. That's that's we see and that even Wendy, much. even yeah. though it's not a sexualized one, like for her brothers, it's like I read them stories, they depend on me. Yeah. It's either like a motherly dependence, yeah. like a motherly attachment or a sexualized dependence. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, or sometimes it's both. But yeah. you're right, like there's no independence or any the women don't do anything for themselves in this film no. at all. This is what annoys me because they have such like negative kind of connotations and traits because they're portrayed as insecure all of them are insecure in some way because they're jealous they're desperate they fight against each other for peace or for attention Mm -hmm. there's no flattering features they don't provide good role models for women uh, or you know children like female children and of course this is reflective of, of the time because you know women still well they're still not but they weren't treated as equals during this time and it's like you can just see it screams off of this film like you know the treatment and women's place and what was thought of them and that's in both cultures that we see in this as well um and obviously as we said we don't we're not fully educated in native american culture but you can see it Mm. with the woman by what she says like we gather yeah. the wood the men get to enjoy themselves and the and way smoke she pipes. speaks to them when she's like squire is what yeah. she calls her yeah and it's like asia has a name yeah and like i know yeah, it's this it's so problematic because it's like she doesn't get to do the dancing she has to get the firewood like that as well that and i think what's me. really i think what's quite clever even though it's bad because no one ever fixes it hmm. is like we see Wendy get upset about the way she's treated and she knows it's wrong that she's treated that way. Yeah. And then she's like, we're going home. But at no point does she say, you don't speak to me that way. Like, yeah. There's no... She doesn't stand up for herself. And especially, like, because there's a bit, obviously, where, like, Peter Pan is rude to her. Then the chief, like, then the... I don't know if it's the chief's wife. I don't even know who she is, that, that woman. At yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually tribe. said. Yeah. No, it's just some woman who's there. <laughs> um, not even got a name. I don't know who that's, she is. That's, that's bad in itself. Probably. Oh, God. Like he, like her brothers overhear that, and then they talk to her that way. And yeah. I think it shows this kind of learned behaviour and a learned attitude to to minority groups or because women Definitely. are not actually more women, but like kind of people who are talked down to because of who they are. Yeah, the fact that like and John, sorry, Michael is like 
three or four years old I know. and he's behaving that way so i, I think like that had the potential to be like stop it that's not the way that you speak to me yeah but she listens to them she takes the bear back to the tent and i'm like when did your eldest sister and you are taking orders from your like three-year-old i kid, know it's your three-year-old brother so it's not bad. and at no point is that addressed or rectified so it's like even that even when it had the chance to like show the dangers of that because it does it shows which that was what hit me today is it shows how impressionable kids are yeah oh yeah that kind of behavior it's a it's a reminder of that mm. they could have shown that and like the idea of breaking the cycle but they don't they no, just they carry just on and when he huffs like huffs off and it's like well the woman has to accept her place yeah no it's just not inspiring is it at all and i think the other thing is the language that's used like you already said about the girls taught too much one oh. but when hook so hook says like a jealous female can be talked into anything yeah yeah the way, that. Oh, the way he approaches women is actually disgusting it's, and he calls um is it when do you think about it? i can't remember who he, i don't know who's referring to at the time i can't remember but he calls them a wench yes yeah, and yeah. that made me actually like <laughs> really really angry yeah. and then wendy's referred to as a little mother yes so you've got a belittling even, yeah. term yeah but even when she's being like kind of objectified as this kind of role as a mum she yeah. can't even have that in her own no. right it has to be patronized again yeah, it has to be belittled and brought down and underneath. you know what's so bizarre is that this was the when this was released in 1953 it was the year that our current queen was crowned oh my goodness and that's hard think, to imagine isn't I it i know i know but don't you think it's so bizarre that like we had england had a woman in the seat and that seat of power at yeah that point. and this and yeah. this was the equivalent of what we were what was being shown about like how women should behave in england like it's just not it doesn't like align does it no. like the progression is not reflected and like we said there was progression with alice progression with cinderella for mm-hmm. what for what like when you look at this film you think this yeah. If you looked at it in that way, you'd think this came first before both of those. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm so surprised that this is actually as far in as it is. I thought it yeah, was same. older. Yeah. Like, it's older than 50s, but like I thought it came first in the. And I suppose, yeah. really, when you look at their plan for it, that it was meant to be like the second or true, third film. True. That actually makes sense. So maybe they didn't update their values uh, like along with it as mm. well. But that's probably giving them too much credit, to be honest. But. <laughs> that is yeah when you think about it like that as well i mean it's the kind fact of like they queen... decided that's oh. when it was but yeah that's what's so bizarre is like we admit and that my queen is don't you think it's bizarre that our queen is still here today in that mm. same role how much has changed the like, amount in of that time frame? She has and she seen. as a woman has not changed so no it's, like, it's a prime example of the fact that women have always been able to have and excel with power yeah and position and it's just like it wasn't recognized yeah well it just oh, it makes me so angry it wasn't something that women felt like they could work towards with things like this being pushed out into the cinemas and the theaters you know they're not going to be inspired to push themselves like to fight for things to try and challenge themselves challenge yeah. society challenge men if you watch this film it's like oh i'll just keep quiet i'll well, just back down thing. like so apparently in 1928 was when the equal franchise act came into play mm. and that was when women over 21 were able to vote and we had the same voting rights as men yeah that's 1928 like, this is like this is over 20 years later just... and women are still being treated like this on film like for me when we talk about like the film for its time mm. it's even behind its time it at is this point. it actually is and that might be because of what you said because 
again giving them too much credit but as it was planned to be released Mm. before potentially they just kept the same like i don't know script and things like that Mm. with the film and didn't update it however you should do that (laughs) you should carry it on like the two thousand i'm gonna say the 2003 version actually is um is that disney because if i sit here and be like blah 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 blah, and it's not disney it's like (laughs) um let's see if it was because that film for me doesn't actually I'm just checking. Um, produced by what cinema? Wait, no, that one's Universal. That's okay. okay. But kind of. Oh, it's James Newton Howard who did *Ryan and the Last Dragon* and other oh. films. Um, but like, even even by that point, I guess as a general society in 2003, I think that one is. Mm. Wendy in that is still a wet blanket, and she's all about Peter. Can I please have a kiss? He's a oh. symbol and a kiss, and it's like we haven't come any more forward in in that in like over 50 years. That one is about 50 no. years. We didn't come any more forward in that time as well. So it really, really frustrates me in this film that there's not an excuse. These animators had wives and daughters. Like, oh yeah, it would have been more independent than this. It's so frustrating. It's, it is. It's just really, really, really frustrating to watch because there's, like I said, there's no. If I was like a woman back in 1953 and I went to see this film, and I went with like my, my daughter, for example, because mm. you know you have to be a mother. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I would be there, like so uninspired, like just like, oh well, here's my role reinforced. This is what I'm here for. Like I'm a mother. Like that's my life. That's what. Yeah. That's what I do. And because because the men all get the adventurous things they get to have like fun and they get to like you know yeah because even when they go to you know when like when the lost boys like we're gonna go and play with the indians like we do yeah actually the way they say it go go and capture yourself from indians is what they say and i'm sat there like oh no that hurt and then oh i was like i'm just gonna pretend that like I was like, well, to get through this film, I need to like pretend that they're not saying what they're saying because I would not normally continue watching a film that behaved this yeah. way. Yeah, you feel the need to apologise on behalf yeah. of Disney for this, don't you? Like, that's it's how so I feel. <laughs> I just have not realised how bad it was. And it's like, but it is, again, it's that classic idea of, like, cowboy and Indian films. Mm. And, like, I wonder, actually, when were cowboy and Indian films? Indian films. Like, when were they popular, let's see. Mm. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um... It aligns... Let's have a little look. Well, I mean, that that was coming right up to like the 90s, that as well. Mm. Yeah, like 60s. It's just annoying because none of the women get to actually do any like adventurous no. things. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, they go off, as problematic as it is, they go off on adventure, you know, and they go like, we're off to. Um, what, what, I mean, the only bit I can remember is whether like, we're off to fight an Indian, which is just no. Okay. Yeah. But that song, oh, we're following the, following leader, the leader, that song. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's, again, P- Peter's like leader. Wendy. Oh well, yes, of course. Because and then again, oh, when I'm on a roll, John's like, I will accept my position. It's like, but you just got here. Yeah, just yeah, st- stand down, hun. Like, just stand a second. Like, you have no idea which way you are going. No. Oh. And then when he's like pushing the grass with his umbrella, I'm like, oh. listen. No. But then Peter Pan's like, Wendy, let's go look at the mermaids. Yeah, because that's what the women would want to do. Like, and she even says she wants to do that. But it's like, can't yeah. she want to? Fight as problematic on a as it is. Like, yeah, why what? do they have to section them off and then like they basically have like a cat fight with the mermaid? I just, it's so problematic. And it's like it's catty, isn't it? Where they're yeah. like, why are you here in your like in your in, like makes fun of what she's wearing? It's yeah, like, tugs on her hair. It's like, the most classic <laughs> women fight scene. Yeah, it's that you've so ever horrible. Put together, and it's just not okay. But it's like, not what productive. Is that Young That's what I mean. Children. It's not productive in any sense of women in this film. It is not productive. Like what no. you don't gain anything as a woman watching this film. 
what we do is feel like you're just like because even that message of like you know never grow up and it's the men it's that's all for the men because when they eventually decide to go home and grow up yeah exactly Uh, so it's not inspiring in that sense either really and that's like if you want to cling to something that's inspirational that'll be it but it's not enough so we'll talk about those later when we talk about themes yeah. and stuff but yeah i i, I mean i'm like, on the same page it was just <laughs> so hard to watch <laughs> and I, I you know even like i also don't really think the animation came along very far i, I think was Alice going to say this i completely is agree it's i was kind of appalled when i was watching this i was like <laughs> cinderella and alice yeah look we've said when we've, we've reviewed those we said look at the animation isn't it amazing look at these colors look at the backdrops look what yeah. they've done and people are saying that you know there's a natural like portrayal of humans in this i'm sorry but i, really I think, think cinderella did it better yeah um, i think alice i think when you look at the colors of alice oh how yeah strong alice came off the screen in that world i, I, I don't think we get the same thing with neverland unfortunately I no think it's them not in comparison you you just don't get magical the same... is it like no, through the, the animation it should be but it's just not um, no so that in its that, all the color palettes are kind of the same. Yeah, they are. They're quite neutral, actually. Yeah. Nothing really stands out, and that's a shame because it's yeah. meant to be magical, fantastical. Like, it's just not. No. That is yeah. again a bit of a lackluster thing that you wish the film had going for it, but it doesn't. I do like the how like you know in the the, the beginning with, like the London skyline stuff. And, yeah. Like, the kind of slow. I really like that slow zoom in to the yeah. house. I like and the that. idea of like you know it's happened all before and it'll happen again. I liked that sense. Yeah, that was that's lovely. Quite nice. But the actual quality of the animation. I'm not saying it's bad, but I just think when we look at the previous films that we've we've reviewed, yeah, most of the time has been like a step up. Yeah. And I just think from Alice has actually stepped down. If you think it about is. like the the crispness of Alice's dress and mm. her hair and mm. how her hair like bobbed and flowed, like and her facial features, honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, expressions, the nature around them. It felt like it was like a moving, flowing kind of world. Yeah, you just don't get that. I don't. This. I don't understand. Like, because like Cinderella. Cinderella and Alice just feel like they shouldn't have been this early on to me. No. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't wait until we get to Sleeping Beauty. I know we're going off on a tangent, but I can't wait for that <laughs> because that feels like it should have been like number I know, five. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think overall, I feel like we, we feel like similar things is that overall. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously very problematic. Um, even yes. the fact that it's back in the 50s doesn't excuse it. Nope. Um, and I, my opinion is that the animators were bored. I, I completely agree with that. This project theory. has been going on for too long, is what I imagine, because they yeah. started plans for it in like the 30s and then shelved it. I just think it was kind of like, let's get it out because we've put so much effort into getting it. And actually, yeah, they, there wasn't as much effort that was put in. As, I mean, we look at Alice, for example, in the music and mm. the fact that, you know, I think it's like over 40 different songs in like the soundtrack for that. Yeah. And actually reused one of the, the songs for Alice actually reused in this as like a different tune. Um, the the dedication and like the extra work that went into Alice from everyone, I know shows the passion it shows yeah. people were actually interested in what they were doing. I'm not sure it doesn't Peter Pan. To I don't honest. think there's even a standout moment. Like if I had to pick one, it would be the ship flying over London. Yes, like yeah. and them flying to Neverland. They would yeah. be my standout moments. But again, they're not even that standout. Do you know what I mean? Like no. I'm not wowed no. in the same way that I'm wowed by other ones. No, and I think it's a hard story to try and even improve. Like the the Twisted Tales book I've read, it's called Straight. I think it's called Straight Until Morning, and the mm. idea is that um, Wendy goes back to Neverland when she's older, and she kind of becomes an empowered young woman, and all this kind of stuff. 
And, like, mm. the, the book was all right. It's probably one of the worst Twisted Tales books that I've read. They're all, like, I've got my favourites, but it was probably, like, yeah. the least inspiring one. I was getting to the end, and I was like, okay, cool, let's, you know, move it on. Yeah. Um, so even that couldn't really save it, if you like, because mm-hmm. I think there's just too many problems with it. There's too many problems. Yeah. Um, and I, I do find it weird, because, like, I, th- I think the, the idea of it is kind of, like, flying and pixie dust and fairies, and me and you are massive Tinkerbell film well, fans. Well, that is so true. But wait, me and Rosie are like, oh, yeah. That's the only thing I'm going for it, if I'm honest. Tinkerbell film fans, like massive. We love her. Yeah. Like, not this version. Not this version, <laughs> whatever she is, bless her. Well, actually, sure. I actually quite like this version because like she stands her. up for herself. But She's it's just a shame. as well. Again, but... another woman who doesn't talk. Well, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, is she not allowed words? But if we ever do a Tinkerbell episode, we're going to oh. have to. We have, to actually, we have to add that to our list. Passionate about those, let we me are. tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think it's one of those things that had potential again with all those ideas, and that's why I think the merch is so popular because it is beautiful. When you yeah. look at like those silhouettes against Big Ben and flying across London sky mm. and the second star to the right and all those Pixie ideas, dust. And the, yeah, and like you know Neverland from afar and all that kind of stuff, like it it should be beautiful and yeah. stunning, and I feel like. For like that's why the merch does so well. Like lots of their lounge flies are beautiful. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Always, Peter Pan stuff is always beautiful. Yeah. See it it's always stores. done very well. And I feel like a lot of kids love this film because of the whole adventure and pirates. But that's what I think is concerning. Mm. It's because it has all those elements that appeal to children like pirates and mermaids and adventure. But actually when you look at what those people are actually doing, it's not they're not the kind of role models I'd want for my children. It's not child friendly, if I'm honest. Like no. I think if I, I think if, I mean, my kids probably will watch it someday. I would skip the Red Indian bit. Oh, I think I'd let them I, watch that. yeah, I think I would like explain, like you yeah. know, the issues. I think, well, I meant when they were like much, much younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Later on, I'd be like, right, so yeah. that's why we skip this. This is why bit. it's not it's okay. Gonna educate you. <laughs> yeah, um, I would as well. It's uncomfortable. It's too uncomfortable. I wouldn't want my kids showing that, that to absolutely not. No to impressionable minds, I wouldn't want because like no, who knows I what they would that. think from that. Oh, well, no. I, well, we know what we thought. I know how ignorant I was of Native American mm. culture because of films like that. You're so impressionable when you're younger as yeah. well. You you just kind of replicate what you see on the screen yeah. and you say what you've seen on the screen. Um, so that's not not good. Not good. Gosh, right. Okay. Well, I feel like that only needs to be said that that was like an important <laughs> part of of the film. Yes. Is there anything you want to add to this section? Um, I feel like we've pretty much covered everything. One other thing that really annoyed me, just one mm. thing, was that, you know, the smoking. Oh, when John yeah. smokes the pipe. Mm. Again, I'm like, for goodness sake. Why? This is not acceptable. <laughs> this is for children. Why that would you put just... that in a children's film? It reminded me of Pinocchio again. Like, oh, the donkeys. Oh, yeah. oh, God, yeah. I was like, I can't go through this again. Um, <laughs> so that again, I was like, that's dodgy like that is dodgy like what that's kind of opening up to children and like you know showing yeah. what's acceptable like oh if he can smoke a pipe i can smoke like do you know what i mean don't like that because there's no consequences for anyone in this no one. exactly yeah. apart from wendy um, yeah so i didn't like that at all um oh one thing on the woman thing yes isn't it interesting that we see um tinkerbell cry we had to see her cry don't we we had to see her get because like oh, yeah. fully emotional really fully weak you know, because only women well, show that yeah. emotion. And every woman in this film has to look weak. That's such a good yeah. point. Obviously, Wendy has it. Tiger Lily has it when she's captured. Because, of course, of all the men that were there, they had to capture Tiger Lily. Because yes. only the woman would be like, 
stupid enough and weak enough to get captured. Exactly. And then even with the mermaids, like when Hook kind of comes over and like when Peter threatens him and stuff, it's like, oh, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Yeah. That's so good. Like every single woman has to like show that she's weak and can't cope yeah. on her own. Yeah. It's just, I hate that. I hate it. But it's something that was so prevalent throughout the whole film. Even the way Tink gets captured, like she's clearly an intelligent, we see how intelligent she is. Oh, yeah. As a, as a character, as, as a woman, she's as a witty. person. She's she's funny, she's witty, she's calculating. Yeah. And then she just trusts Captain Hook. I know, like, and we know oh, she's smarter so, than that. We know she's so not stupid. Naive and vulnerable and they'll just believe whatever any man tells them. If a man flatters you, yeah, because they're evil. jealous, like cuz all the thing here about is what they want because they want like she wants Peter, so like she'll do anything. Like it's that kind of vibes. Not here for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. That's I've, a very I've, good point. I do feel like We've done a very good summary of that, though. I think I think yeah. it's important because I feel yeah. like films like this can be kind of, um, is it like canonized? Is kind of the word I'm looking for, or like kind of, um, idealized and romanticized. And yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Idealized and romanticized. Definitely yes. the right words. Romanticized, hundred percent. And actually, when you look back on them as an adult and you watch it again, and I just think this is not good. It's, it's not, not it. Good messages. It's just not what i signed up for <laughs> and we'll talk about because i have things about i haven't really talked about peter yet because i'm going to mm. talk about him in a second mm-hmm. mm, problematic so um <laughs> yes <laughs> please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas so with that we'll move on to disney fun fact number three so in the originally planned version nana traveled with the children of neverland it also had a much darker ending where captain hook was killed and we saw the darling parents grieve for their children wow she does sound a bit more interesting to yeah. be fair. <laughs> might, well, might apparently, prefer that. i think in the original book um and theater show hook is killed mm, he's also loses his <laughs> right hand rather than his left hand but disney were worried that it would limit his abilities too much on screen so they changed it to left hand clearly they can't animate left hands <laughs> that's quite um a bizarre choice isn't it yeah well as, as a left-handed person myself i feel that that is less less even more inclusivity <laughs> than we we realized <laughs> yeah it would restrict his his um his Goodness capabilities but basically what they so, like, their kind of idea for not killing Hook off was they felt like this Hook is kind of more likable, which I think he probably he is quite yeah. a likable character. And, and it, you know, is he's problematic and he's got his issues, but I think he is he's quite kind of he is quite a likable character compared to I think the original. Yeah, um, they were like the, the audience wouldn't want him to die. Yeah, they want to keep him for extra projects as well. Yeah, that's very true. So that was why he wasn't killed off. Um, because I think and then the like the original all the kind of original theories for things like for Peter Pan is that the kids actually die in Neverland's heaven, and that's why like at the end like mm. the, quite often in versions you see the, the, the darling parents kind of grieving because their kids are dead. Um. Mm, like lot, if you, yeah, it's this. intense. Like in the 2003 version, you watch and like the from Universal, and the mum waits at the window every single night and like won't anyone close the windows because she thinks their kids are gonna come back. Like, and you say this is worth a watch. Honestly, it's actually it's got Robin Williams in it. It's really good. Oh yeah, okay. That yeah. one. Um, okay. it's a really good film. Um, because mm. Peter Pan's like grown up and stuff. It's an interesting yeah. watch, but it's good. Oh wait, I've mixed I've mixed them up. I'm wrong. It's not it's not. Is this Pan? Are you talking Sorry, about Pan? No. Everyone ignore what I've just said. <laughs> I'm wrong. I've mixed two versions up in my head. No, it's not. It's the one with like the kid in the leaves who's Peter Pan. You ever seen that? He's like dressed in leaves. Yeah, that is this one. 
2003 one? Yeah, 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 but it's not, it's not the Robin Williams one. Pan is different. Oh, I see. That's something you mixed yeah. up. Right, got, got it. Yeah, I've mixed okay. the two together. Apologies for the confusion, everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it could have been a lot darker. Well, if that had made it less problematic, then, to be honest, I would be <laughs> Let's be honest, it. it probably would have been more difficult, wouldn't it? It probably would have had like all sorts going on with like death and <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So that brings on to segment number three, where we talk about characters and themes. Mm. So, Rosie, I want to know, what do you think about Peter Pan as a character? Right. Share your thoughts. (laughs) I'm really sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Pinocchio 2.0 going on here. (laughs) I just... Right, I really like the idea of Peter Pan. I like what he stands for in the sense of, like, never growing up Mm -hmm. and that message of, like, you know, embracing it in a child, like, that I love that mm. I absolutely love that I just really don't like him I really no. really don't like him and I think it is partially because he is a very problematic character mm. um but I just don't like the fact that he's just he's so arrogant he's very self-absorbed he's very intense and very cocky and just shows off all the time and like assumes that everyone kind of is in awe of him as a being and that's just like his personality Mm. but the fact that he basically kidnaps the darlings like yes they're kind of agreeing but also they kind of have been led to believe that this Mm. is some magical amazing place and you know as we've just said kids are very impressionable so are they going to say no to that no and also two of them have just been woken up are they in the best frame of mind to agree absolutely not so that in itself the fact that he basically just like lures them (laughs) to neverland i'm like that's not that's not okay it's really not okay and it's like an unknown place and it's like extremely irresponsible i feel like i just i mean i think he is meant to be like 11 or 12 though i know but like so I feel like I can I can forgive him for that because lots of eleven or twelve year olds will be like, gotta come to my house and play and haven't asked them. But I mean, next door is a bit different to like yeah, a whole Peter other doesn't place, know that, does he? <laughs> but still, like I oh, I, I just don't like it. That and I, it doesn't I, bother me as much to be honest because I feel like they all have been dying to go to Neverland. So even if like a door opened up that said Neverland, they would go. Like if no one even asked them to go, I so guess that, it doesn't really bother me as much because they just want an adventure. But I still feel like they've been lured personally by him. <laughs> I, and and Wendy's already like way too obsessed with the idea of, of Peter Pan that she's decided who he is really before she meets him, I think. And it's she's come up celebrity crush thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And obviously it doesn't quite turn out the way she hopes. No. Um <laughs> no. and I just don't think he's very likable. The fact that he laughs at Wendy when the mermaids are being horrible t- mm. towards her. Like, she's quite clearly being like, Peter, Peter, like, do something. And he's just there, like, laughing at her, like, with yeah. them. And I'm like, that's so mean. Like, that's not nice. Like, stop it. Um, He, he just, I just don't like it. Like, when he shows off, like, yes, it's funny, like, to an extent. And, like, yes, he is a kid, like you said. But, like, he's also, he's also, like, deems himself, like, the leader of, like, mm. the Lost Boys. And, like, so, yes, he's a kid. But he's also kind of given himself a bit of responsibility, I feel, like, Mm. within Neverland. So, like, I just don't don't like the way that he is with people and the fact that, like, he got annoyed and angry at the prospect of the Lost Boys, like, wanting to leave him or just anyone wanting to leave him. The fact that anyone would not want to be around him anymore. He's just so, like, self-absorbed that 
I just feel like that completely like clouds everything um, because he only realizes how much Tinkerbell means to him when she nearly dies I, yeah. I think or at least he only shows yeah. how much he actually cares about her like because before that like he's not really bothered about her well-being no. to, to be quite honest um he's just very flippant as to like you know who he, who he actually cares about because one second he's with Wendy like you know living his best life and then next yeah. thing you know Tiger Lily comes around oh I've got a better option now yeah, yeah this, he literally this goes works. from like Tink to Wendy literally, to Tiger like, Lily to, like, to Mermaids and we all know men like this <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> we all know it's, I, it's not a good way I just to... he's a bit of a womanizer already and yes I know there's not necessarily like a like a romantic attraction between Peter and Wendy like specifically like said i mean he he leads her on though like he does he does does. lead her on and it's clear that she adores him yeah and you can see that and she's like oh peter yeah she gets quite flustered around yeah and and there'll be times where he'll like you know act all protective and be like you know yeah take a hand and like do all that kind of stuff and the idea that like he's father and she's mother is all kind of like suggestive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is very suggestive. That the, then the others are like their children. Yes, yeah, it's so like weird. he literally just he is a bit of a womanizer, like, and he's he only really what, twelve, is. thirteen, like you said. He picks and chooses depending on his mood, depending mm. where he is, depending on what the options are that are provided to him. Like that's not a good role model either. And yeah. you know, like when Tiger Lily is like basically drowning because yeah. Hook's like you know left her um <laughs> while he fights pan because that's his priority and that's pan's priority well, as well because because women are disposable rosie mm. like her life doesn't matter like you know it's only when wendy <laughs> she served her purpose we got peter pan here like yeah we don't need her but like what annoys me is the fact that again a woman is the one that recognizes that a woman's in danger it's mm. not even peter doesn't even remember it he doesn't remember about no. uh, Tiger Lily. Wendy's the one like Peter, like t- Tiger, like save Tiger her. Like, Lily. I'm sure she's like save her, something like that. Like do something in yeah. her pathetic way. Which is ridiculous because Wendy, why don't you do something? Just do it, hon. Like go and go and save her. You could have been doing it the whole time while they were having their we little. See, we like, know you can swim, so come on. Yeah, just act upon something. Give people something to live for. You know, like honestly. So the fact that she's the one please. that has to notice that the woman is drowning again. Why is it? Why could Peter? not notice that so the fact that he only realizes when wendy reminds her again that annoys me as well because it shows that like he's i know he's a child but also so is wendy and it annoys me that the fact that wendy's like the more mature one because, because she's, she's a woman, a woman. <laughs> because she's maternal and peter gets to do what he wants mess around be silly like have fun fight with hook because that's what boys, boys do boys are boys isn't it boys yeah will be boys will be boys you know like it doesn't matter if tiger lily's about no. to drown that's no <laughs> she's she's just a woman like yeah. like that and i just think I don't feel like he has a lot of likable qualities about no. him, to be honest. I really don't. And like, like I said, I like the idea of him and I like what he stands, he stands for in inverted for, commas yeah. because I love the whole, like, um, you know, never grow up. Like, you're never too old for these things. Like, never dismiss because of your age and all this. And like, yeah. I love that vibe. I love that. But I don't know if he is the right one to to give that to message bear that torch, yeah. yeah he's not exactly he's not the torch bearer that i would personally have chosen or created no. to portray that message so i think him alongside all the problematic things we've discussed it just doesn't you know create a very inspiring message to many people that are no. watching this film to be honest because even like the men i mean 
Like if you look at Peter and Hook as role models, mm-hmm. mm, that's not great either. So no. basically, I just feel like it's all the Peter Pan show when he thinks that's what it is. And he's just very annoying. That's my honest opinion. And I just wish that he was someone that was actually a bit more interesting. So that's my brutal opinion of Peter. (laughs) Sorry if he's your favourite character. (laughs) I'm going to upset a lot of people for this. this Yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, but Uh I have to be honest. But I would say if you're a Disney adult who looks back at it nostalgically... Mm. hasn't watched it in a while go back and rewatch it and i think you will yeah. see it with fresh eyes because i certainly did um, well yeah i think i, I had looked it up to him when i was younger yeah. i thought wow he's so cool yeah but now no sorry no um yeah no i mean well i'm gonna start with some positives okay because <laughs> i do think he has redeeming qualities i just not seen a lot like you know the bit where they're fighting at the end and like and when he's like peter use your fly fly and he's like no i gave my word oh, like, yeah he has got some level of maturity in the sense that like he he keeps his word he's honorable like and he does like like when he laughs at wendy but then he realizes that she's in trouble then he does go and save her he does mm. go and save but it's not his initial reaction though I, I'm, I'm getting there i'm getting there <laughs> let me <laughs> i'm just trying <laughs> i think that is a sense of like the child in him and the idea of like yeah. when you're a child trying to like you know understand what's right what's wrong where's the line that you cross yeah. you know what's yeah. a joke not what's not cut. a joke mm-hmm. so i think i think what's the problem with peter is he's a child yeah but the way the film frames him because he's the protagonist and because everyone is in this kind of fantastical land he doesn't get the luxury of being able to behave like a child and get away with it yeah yeah i think if obviously he was there like you know around parents in like in a different film yeah. he would be more likeable i think he'd be more I kind agree. of cheeky and like kind of fun whereas i feel like because as you say he has this role of responsibility he's in charge he kind of says that he's in charge of neverland if you like he takes this role all the time and there's no consequences for him it's hard to really like him mm-hmm. even though even though we do see those kind of sparks of of potential for him to be a really good person yeah um i mean the fact that like he just does it wrong. That's when he banishes him, like, you're banished forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think those moments share, like, how childish he, and that remind us that he is a kid. Yeah. And it is this kind of kid's world of, like, well, you know, like, if you fight with someone right now, you're friends again tomorrow, and all that, all that kind of, mm. of world is that your actions as a kid don't always have consequences. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it captures that quite well, and that kind of youthful kind of play. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that the kind of antagonistic, like, kind of bossy, rude, misogynistic, hateful at times Mm. side of him is shown more. Yeah. Because I think if it was more balanced out and he just had moments of, like, kind of a relapse of attitude, Mm -hmm. it would be more forgivable of, like, well, you know, it's kids learning how to behave. But the fact that every other child in this film even the lost boys are able to control their emotions in a better way i know it it kind of when you put that next to him it reflects the fact that his is a choice yeah so i think his his ability to be kind of vulnerable and childish is taken away from him mm. because all the other kids are more mature than him yeah that's the issue especially wendy but again mm. women 
But even when you look at the Lost Boys, like, like the way that they behave and the way you know when when Tink's behaving and they they feel really bad for Wendy because they didn't know and all that. Oh kind of yeah, stuff. especially John. Like he's yeah. pretty mature. Mm. Well, he's a bit of a div though, isn't he? But well, yes, <laughs> but at least he acknowledges something. <laughs> true, true. So so I think like. That's where I sit with Peter Pan is that same as you, like I like the whole idea of him in this kind of follow your dreams, but he's very selfish. Yeah. Like he's saying, you know, like when he goes, you know, fine, go back and grow up and, and you know, you can never come back. Hmm. And I get, you know, like the idea that his friends are ready to leave him for this random woman, like it, it would annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> like it would be annoying. He'd be like, you don't know who this person is really. I've been with you for years. Like, why are you just abandoning me? Like it's a bit out of order. Yeah. I do get that. But it's his response to everything, because if it's not his idea or his way, he kicks off and won't talk to people. Yeah. And nobody pulls him up on it. That's my issue with him, I think, is yeah. that he doesn't ever get to learn from his actions. And we see it again when we, in the sequel. I know we're not talking about the sequel. Mm-hmm. But he behaves that way with Jane as well in yeah. the 2002 sequel. So yeah. Peter doesn't... I mean, he eventually improves, actually, in that sequel, because Jane stands up for herself. Um and we do kind of see him change a bit more and him him realise that he's not, you know, the god that he thinks he is to all yeah. women. Because um, Jane's like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I think that they, they kind of rectify it a bit more in that film. But it's sad that he doesn't actually change at all mm. in this film. Nothing no, that's changes. the thing. There's no, yeah, no redemption arc for the him fact either. That, no, and the fact that, like, when they get on the ship and like, they're basically begging to go home and he's like, yes, I will take you home. And they're like, oh, thank you, Peter. Yeah. Thank you so much. And it's like, I know. actually, like, these were the guys that were kidnapped. Like, let the kids go home. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one because I can see why kids love him, mm. especially, like, young boys, for example, where it's that whole, like, you know, like, it's, it's a great person to, like, dress up as. And, yeah fighting pirates and flying it's a great as a kid to look up to that is great he's very exciting mm. like he is a very exciting person he is i just wish i'd given him a few more positive qualities yeah um that were more at the forefront i think yeah um, because his his natural reaction to a lot of stuff is to be rude or disrespectful mm. um and it's a shame that that it, again even if he, if he did it like once and then wendy pulled him up on it and he was like oh, oh sorry sorry wendy like, yeah if we had the chance to see him kind of correct his behaviour, but we don't. No, um, and that's continues. also a flaw because the women don't mm. stand up for themselves. No. That's no. hand in hand. No, and they blame the other women instead of saying, actually, like, it's Peter's part of the problem. Yeah. Because, again, like, the fact that Ting gets so annoyed, I don't blame her because, like, he locks her in a drawer, not forgetting she's there, mm-hmm. and then flies off with Wendy and forgets about her. So, but, the, again, it's the women, it's like a classic example of women blaming women rather than the man as yeah. well. Yeah, um, that's so true, yeah. So, and he he doesn't he doesn't he repeats behaviour as you see, and he like goes from woman to woman. So Gets he away with behavior. everything. Yeah. So I think he has some great qualities, and I love a sense of adventure, and he obviously like is you know a good friend to the Lost Boys most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> um, and he'll protect the people that he cares about, and he'll put his life on the line, and he'll stand up yeah. for what's right and what he believes in. But he is also very easy to sway if it benefits him. Yeah. And I think that's where his character really lets itself down. Because I yeah. think they could have showed a really great leader of someone who kind of learns from his mistakes. And they yeah. don't do that. Um, so I agree. Yes. That's where I stand on Peter. I think I think he has potential and he has nice moments and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I do. I think I see more hope in Peter than you do. Um, mm. I just think it's a shame that it's not it's not shown more and i feel like if he was allowed to grow up he'd kind of 
he'll either go two ways, he'll either grow out of it, mm. but actually because no one corrects his behaviour at this minute, like it's like he would grow up to be quite misogynistic. Yeah, not a nice, um, not a pleasant individual. No, um, kind of quite mean to people, kind of like yeah. at his expense and yeah, so I think it's a... Uh, that's why I'm glad that the sequel kind of rectifies that a little bit because mm. he realises that he's not God to women, huh? Yeah. Um, so, yes. Wow. Yeah. So, that's Peter. Mm. But there are a lot of other characters in this film as well. So, what about other characters? Are there any kind of standouts for you that you wanted to discuss? Right. So, like, I, I feel like we've already kind of talked about, like, the woman, but I guess, like, in a bit more detail. Like Tinkerbell's interesting because like you're right, like she's obviously presented to portray all the things that women aren't supposed to be. Yeah. But like obviously I love her for that reason. Yeah. And even though she's an, not a nice person. She's a, she's a rounded person with a, yeah. a variety of emotions. Exactly. And that's normal, that's the thing. Like we're not all just gonna be like, you know, agreeing to everything everyone says, doing what everyone wants us to do and always be like, you know, happy, like Yeah. So I, I like that, yeah, we see like a range of emotions within her. And, you know, there are a lot of inappropriate moments with her. I mean, her dress is way too short for one thing. That in mm. itself. Like, it's not practical. <laughs> no, it's not. But again, it's annoying because it's like that's put there for the reason of like Peter's well, enjoyment yeah. and, as and, well. And you see her be so self con You see her look in the mirror and be shocked at the size of her bull. Oh, yeah, like, I know. Get really annoyed. And it's like, that annoys me. Why would you even like. I know. Why are you even thinking why about do you that? Look in the mirror and like judge your figure. Because again, what message does that send to, to young girls? Exactly. That, I think that thing in itself, the whole mirror thing, that needed to go. Yeah. Um, but I just think like the best thing about Tinkerbell in this is when she just like she admits that she gave the orders like yeah. basically not verbally because you know she doesn't get to speak but she admits like she nods she like you know her, you hear her bells um like do you know they're not actually bells fun fact what are they bells and chimes were too loud so they cut off pieces of aluminium and put them on string and like whack them together <laughs> i love that there i feel go. like that's less magical but like i know practical. <laughs> I can imagine all these like, like men sitting in rooms trying to like yeah. bash these together. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um, but I love the fact that she like admits to giving the orders to like basically shoot Wendy down. But she doesn't care at all. Like she's not apologetic. She's not sorry for her actions. Like Peter's like telling her off, like being like, "Why would you do that thing about like you can't yeah. do that?" And she's just like sassily walking away, yeah. like smiling, like <laughs> and she nods like really like strongly as if like she doesn't care that she's done that at all yeah. and doesn't regret her actions. And I think the thing is like yes you can interpret that in a way where it's like wow she's horrible what a horrible person yeah. but also it's like oh a bit of like depth and personality yeah it's so true, character yeah. and actually that's kind of how people react like that's quite a normal way to react sometimes people yeah. can be like that they can be a bit spiteful when they've been jealous and it's not just men that get to feel those emotions yeah. like so i well, think yeah, because we see captain hook have this emotion all the time we mm. see peter having like these emotions all the time yeah so, like why is it okay for these men to have this range of emotion but as soon as a woman does it it's like you're banished yeah it's, it, yeah it's too bold like you're not you're not allowed to yeah so i just think she's she's so funny because of how sassy she is yeah. and like i do actually like the fact that she doesn't apologize um for her actions because yeah. that's at least something <laughs> like yeah towards like you know showing a bit of difference because she's yeah. kind of standing up for herself but it's not really in a way where it's like you know 
she's not changing much. She's been put in a world where she can't exist without Peter. Yeah. Which is what I find baffling about like the Tinkerbell films is I want to know how she got to where she got with no friends or anything else. Like it makes no sense. Tinkerbell films. So like, I I agree. Like she doesn't change. Doesn't stand up for herself too much because she keeps going back to Peter. But it's because they've created this world where. Like the, like the idea of the patriarchy where like exactly. she has to depend on Peter because where else would she go? A woman well, on her own, where else is she going to go? How will she with, survive? With no voice as well. well I mean, what can you do? I mean, can, how you can see, you get by? When she tries that, then the bad man catches her. So Exactly. It's like... Yeah, because women can't adventure because it's like too dangerous. There's too many dangers no. for women out there. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that all the women in this are very problematically mm-hmm. portrayed and it's just frustrating but i do think that tinkerbell at least has like a little bit of light that yeah. shows like that women can be different they don't have to follow the social norms and you know i i just think it gives women a bit of personality which is yeah. sorely lacking within all, all the rest of the female characters like but what i would say though is just touching on wendy briefly I do like the fact that we have a, a, a female character who is interested in like the fantastical like pirate stories, which I think normally are more stereotypically for boys. Yeah, like I those agree, stories, yeah. and I think it's great that she's shown that she's interested in those because it, again, we're clutching at straws. But at least that's something that shows that you know, like yeah. pirates aren't just for boys, adventures aren't just for boys. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. I also admire her sense of adventure, curiosity, and imagination. Mm-hmm. I think that's very admirable. They're really good qualities in her. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I think they get drowned out by her desperation, her jealousy, and the fact that she's so happy to be a maternal figure. Like for me, I think that the negatives like outweigh like her positive qualities a little bit. Like I do yeah, right, think I, I do like I do think that she does have positive qualities to her. Um, it gets like overshadowed though, doesn't it? Like it, it gets does. overshadowed because she goes on and on about being a mum all the time. Exactly. This, this role is for again. I guess it's quite reflective of, of that kind of idea of like you know women being forced into a role. Yeah. If they have their own hobbies or interests or opinions, they can't really share them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know That's she true. does with her stories, but obviously, like the, the only way she can do that is through the realm of being a mother and telling a story. Exactly. So, yeah. Even though that's what she's interested in, a lot of what makes her interesting as a character is overpowered by this woman's role yeah which is probably quite true of what happened to a lot of women in the past exactly yeah so probably what happens to a lot of women now like i hear i see quite a lot on like instagram and tiktok the whole like you know what happens when you become a mom mm. and i feel like a lot of people do lose themselves even today because today's expectations are still that women stay at home and look after the kids mm. oh yeah yeah well think look at maternity leave versus well, mm-hmm, yeah very true and it's this idea that like when you become a mom, like you're a mom and that's it. That's you that's who you to, are. Yeah, you don't get to have another life. And if you know, if mums ever go out for drinks with their friends, they're kind of like, well, why aren't you at home with your children? And yeah. it's this whole idea that is still true even today. Mm. That a, if a mum has interests or hobbies outside of being a mom, it's very often criticised. Yeah, um, if which she is has why a career, things... she's yeah. criticised. But it's like why things like mum guilt is very mm. much like prevalent I, I see that yeah. in the instagram communities yeah. as well people are like i get mum guilt when i you know go and do something for myself but it's like i wonder you know i'm not saying that fathers don't get that but i wonder no. you know it's not going to be the same in the same sense i don't think that societal pressure is as strong no. no i think i think like men will suffer in other ways like i think particularly yeah. single fathers 
I think that must be quite oh, hard yeah. because people forget that single fathers exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always kind of all single mums and they forget about single dads. But mm. I think the societal pressure on looking after the, ch- the children is just different, I think, yeah. for women. Yeah. And what's acceptable is different mm. as well, I think, yeah. for the mum versus the dad. I feel like it's like an unsaid thing. Like, I feel like, you know, if, if a dad goes out to the pub, it's a bit different to a mum going out, like, yeah. for a night out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's just different levels. Yeah which is frustrating but that is seems to be how it is so it's annoying yeah um but yes so yeah wendy is i feel like she had potential i agree with you in on another that one. time like, i wouldn't go into that again like because you see you said everything I, I think and i think you're right is that actually she has potential and she's she's got that intelligence and that kind of that that potential to be a strong woman but she yeah. just is kind of too too placed in her box unfortunately yeah she's not alice enough she's not cinderella no. enough she's missing those qualities the defiance yeah. you know she doesn't let her curiosity like help no. guide her and cause she's also quite intelligent as well and it's it's just it's a shame it's all overshadowed it's all overshadowed it is um, and just one more thing before yeah, I let yeah, you go, go into it. yours. Can we just like big up Nana? Because like, honestly, the fact that that dog actually like tidies up after the children and like puts lots of effort into helping them, brings up their medicine to them and she gets blamed for things that she doesn't even do. Like that's why she gets taken outside yeah. in the beginning. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you actually get a sense of her character within such a small period of time that we actually see her in. Mm. And I just think it's like, it's quite nice that she actually got like a bit of personality yeah. injected into her. Like it could have quite easily just been like a plain, boring, like <laughs> dog. Um, I also love how she's animated as well with a little like night hat. So cute. See, I'm not going to lie, that annoys me. But... Oh, I love that. But I guess like, yeah, it's, again, it's a bit of a, even, even with the dog, there's like, female problematic mm, well yeah that's things true. because of course a female dog you know nurse i must i think nurse. you have to point out that one of the best points of this film because it is quite a funny film overall mm. you kind of missed on that because there's so many like negative bits to talk yeah. about and it's such a funny film i think like oh yeah there are really like moments of the writing that are really funny but it's that bit when <laughs> nana gets stuck on the skates <laughs> and knocks on him and, and, and they go Oh, and they run past her and go, poor Nana. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because George like, is on the floor. Poor Nana. <laughs> I love, I absolutely yeah. love that. It's so it's funny. It's so funny because you just don't expect the kids to do no. that. And, then, and even his wife. I know, yeah. She has even gone to Nana instead of him. It's just so funny. Oh, and it's when she's floating in the air as well, when, when yeah. she has the pixie Yeah, dance. stuck, to the, stuck <laughs> to the rope as well. <laughs> I probably strangled the poor dog in real life. I was going to say, like, I, oh, I was concerned. Um, but yes, so I also just, I felt like I had to mention Nana because I enjoy her as a character. I, I think she's great. Um, the animals in this are, are called, like, the bear. I love, you know, the bear when they go on the, the hunt. Oh, yeah. And they walk over the bear. Well, they walk yeah. over a rhino. I don't know why there's a rhino in, in I don't, Neverland. I don't it's all know. a bit bizarre. And then they walk past and, like, Michael's little bear's on his shoulders and that bear looks so confused. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's the monkeys that take the um <laughs> the, take the hat, the yes. top hat. That's quite that's quite a good sequence as well, yeah. where they just like pass it between them and try it yeah. on and then give it back to John. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are those moments to the film as well. Um 
But yes, I mean, of course there are other characters, but I feel like, you know, we should share the floor. Share the floor. (laughs) I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Smee. Oh yeah, what an absolute Now we all know I have a special place in my heart for Mr. Smee. Yes. (laughs) If you haven't heard before, I think on my, I worked at uh, Disney World in, um, 2017 and when i applied to, to go and work there one of the roles i said i'd be happy to do would be a character performer and they mm. they measured me with a magic disney tape of like what what character i would fit <laughs> and my category of size was mr smee <laughs> <laughs> probably with other characters but the only one i got told was mr smee oh. um, so i feel quite i mean i would have loved that me and friends and mr smee would have been Imagine the great time you'd have. He's always living his best life in the parade. Yeah. Um, oh, what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they didn't have any of that size available for the program, which was a shame. That's sad. It was really sad. But we move on. Um, so I have got a special place in my got heart. Got history. Me. Uh, we have got a connection. And I just love how positive he is. Mm. Like. I mean, I wish he'd get a different job because he should not be treated the way that he's treated. No. But as a friend, he's so loyal. I know. And I th- like he, his whole being is so positive. Like, Good morning, Captain. How can I help you? Like, aren't you looking great today? So upbeat. Oh, looks lovely. Like, even though he's kind of downtrodden over and over again. I mean, I know we've talked about toxic positivity in the past on this show, mm. and like that is a problem. But I feel like yes, because he does kind of have moments where he's like, oh dear, this is not good. Yeah. So he has that balance, but I love how positive a person he is. I just think he's he, he's great. Um, I love the, I love his clothes. I love he wears what he wants to wear. I know, like, yeah. He he's got his style going on. He has, and he has like a whole sense of like, you know, I'm the first mate, and even though all these men are like yeah. bigger and stronger than him, he's like, no, 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 that's not what the captain said. Like you do as you're told. <laughs> so like he doesn't kind of let his stature or anything else like kind of stop him. Yeah. Um, so I actually think he's a very understated, underrated character. Um, he just wants to live his best life, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So I think he's great. Um, I think Captain Hook is an interesting character. It's a shame that they make him so pervy and creepy. Yeah, that is a shame. Because he's great. He's so funny. I mean, it's like it's weird that he's following a child around this island. I know he's obsessed. He's a bit concerned. Awkward. Um, but I think he's hilarious, and I think kind of the way he behaves and stuff like is really funny. He's quite a likable villain. I wish he had a song. Yeah, that would um, be good. That would have been good. And, and thank, um, we have to be grateful because this Captain Hook made way yes. for the once upon a time Captain Hook. Let's yes. all just take a moment. What an absolute gift. <laughs> because without the first, he could not come. So. And we've got Jude Law coming on the way, the yes. live action as well. So another gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh. we have to be grateful for these things. Oh, and sorry, Tom Hiddleston, can we just say, oh, in the Tinkerbell so Pirates true. film, another gift. That, that was a singing <laughs> gift, that was. Oh, <laughs> Good heavens, before we derail ourselves, let's move on. <laughs> um, so I think I think it's a shame that they made him such a perv. The way yeah. he was with Tinkerbell are very manipulative and like, oh, but, you know, I'm going to treat women like this and women are this and women are that. And like... Mm. And then, yeah, I don't like that they did that to his character. I know he's no. to be a villain, but there's not no need to be a perv. No. <laughs> there's one lesson from this <laughs> that we take from this show. There's no need to be a perv. It's yeah. not necessary. <laughs> um, 
trying to think who else I was going to mention. I actually love the pirates in general, to be fair. Like, I love their yeah. and they're quite, like, I, I quite enjoy them. I, but we know I love a pirate. We know yes. I love a, well, yes. a ship. <laughs> so I'm, I'm partial to a pirate. Um, so I enjoy their vibes and stuff. Um, I don't know why they're all, why, why there's not been a mutiny, I don't know. Because they're all I mean, they're on all the bored. side of the island for years. <laughs> They could leave. Oh, wait, well, they need the pits just to leave, I suppose. Mm. Surely that ocean is quite big. Surely there must be other islands nearby. Well, you'd think. Because I feel like Captain Hook's kind of lost the plot in a sense, like, his point of existence. His existence is just to to kill Peter Peter Pan Pan and kill him, yeah. (laughs) And his crew are like, we're at board of this piece. Because they're not really bothered. No. No, so... And in the book, actually, in Straight Until Morning, I think they look at that and look at the crew actually revolting that, which is quite cool. Mm. Um, More realistic. <laughs> yes, it is. They're like, we've had enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess quite dramatic. Peter, um, Captain Hook goes to a sorceress and gets mm. like this kind of bomb thing that would like, and Peter Pan, I think, is triggers the bomb and it would blow all of Neverland up. It gets very dramatic. Wow. Um, yeah, it's very dramatic. Um Trying to think who else, what other characters we have. Um, I feel like that's kind of it. I feel like because the, the ones that are kind of interesting we've talked about. Um, yeah, I think so because we've obviously touched on like Tiger Lily, how we liked her when we were younger, women, yeah. but we disagree with like the representation. Yeah, I feel like we probably covered the main ones really. Yeah, I guess it's that idea again that like I think it's sad that kind of no character gets a resolution arc, nobody yeah. redemption arc, no it's one. It's not gets really one. an actual point to <laughs> any of it. That's it's just an adventure, isn't it? Yeah, no but like you can grow on an adventure. No one's changed because <laughs> no, of the I, it's nice to grow as a person, and none of them do. So not one person benefits really like in, in a positive way and the fact that like the, the lost boys stay with peter mm. like right when he says they're not ready to come yet and i just think the characters at times are quite two-dimensional one-dimensional one-dimensional yeah <laughs> um, yeah because nothing changes for them which is a shame so yes. lots of potential because there's a lot of characters mm. um but just a shame that they're kind of not executed well yes so yes that's characters and then mm-hmm. just we'll talk briefly we've kind of touched on this already a little bit but kind of what themes did you find in the film yeah <laughs> i guess if we, yeah we'll briefly touch on them because i feel like we've gone through some of them already um and the main and most obvious one is obviously the whole like not growing up um and you know remaining a child believing in things imagination and like preserving like your memory of things I feel like they're all like combined into like the main kind of theme um I think the interesting thing is that I think a review actually mentioned this that there's this like conflict between like wanting to remain a child because it's like fun and it's like you know like a fantasy and you get to do what you want and everything like that but knowing that actually at some point you kind of have to grow up a little bit because Mm -hmm. You do have to have responsibility like yeah. it's unfortunately that is how it is but that doesn't mean and i think that's something that i get from this film if there is a message for me to learn from this film is that you know it doesn't mean i think this is how i've taken it because i don't want to do what wendy has to do where she grows up and she loses <laughs> you know all of her like imagination to an extent mm. like to me this kind of i've interpreted it in a different way <laughs> where you can obviously grow up and have more responsibilities but that doesn't mean you lose that childlike side of you and like you know wanting to go on adventures and like have like fantasies of like 
doing things and like, I, I just think I guess there's a little bit of like inspiration from that message but also practicality as well because it's like yes you can always have these like the messages of never growing up but actually at some point you have to accept responsibilities because we've seen that that's kind of where there's issues I think with Peter as well like yes he's still a child but because yeah. he's a leader he's kind of needs to assume a bit of responsibility yeah. in that role so I think we do kind of see like the conflict between like staying a child forever but seeing yeah. that that's actually not really like practical or how life works True. um so yeah I think that's like one one theme but what I like to take from that is just like you don't have to take life too seriously you can take it mm. um however you want to you know you can enjoy things that are meant for children still like a lot of adults don't understand why adults like Disney like that's something that a lot of people don't get and they're, they're like oh that's a bit childish and it's like well that's, that's what I like so yeah that's what I'm going to continue to like there's a lot of like childlike things that adults are kind of slated for I think as well oh, like yeah. if people collect things but you know but you go back and say that things like video games are childish and you look at like mm. grown men who spend most of their weekends on yeah, Xbox thing, or yeah. PlayStation so it's just it's, it's like kind of people decide to pick and choose what's childish when you get yeah. a bit of comedy yeah. actually like most of us will follow a hobby on from childhood because it makes yeah. us happy and that's okay exactly you need that like escapism in your life and you know that's not to say your life is miserable but it's just we all need something that like hmm. sparks that joy and that childlike joy within us yeah um and that's just different things for different people yeah. so yeah yeah i think it's interesting because like i feel like this film undermines its own message because the I whole agree. message is like kind of you know keep the child in you like you know even when you grow up you know you can kind of keep the idea of peter pan and you know yeah you know, but actually, the whole point doesn't show it as much in the in the, in this film, and obviously, like in the next in the sequel, Wendy still believes in Peter Pan. Yeah. But actually, like in the book, it's quite interesting. In the book and in the play, it talks about how like Wendy kind of you know waited at the window for the next few years, and in different dresses, they never came. And it's there's a line that says, and when when they would finally meet again, Peter Pan was nothing but a distant memory in a toy box. And I think that's like the fact that Wendy goes back home and her first response is, I want to grow up. Like, it, yeah. the kids go back and they kind of carry on with life as they were and Wendy inevitably grows up. Yeah. And continues on her life in that way. And I know that, I know the sequel does go on to talk about like how she, she shares a story with her kids. But like, you also get a sense that she still doubts herself because when she mm. finally sees him again in the sequel, she's like, oh, I knew you'd be here, whatever. Like, But you get a sense of relief because she knows that it wasn't imagined. So yeah. I feel like the film itself, with, with the whole message of like, you know, the fact that they go home <laughs> and yeah. the fact that Wendy says, I want to grow up, I want to move yeah. out of the nursery, it's fine. Just undermines the message a little bit. Yeah, it's um, contradictory, isn't it? Yeah, so Which for me, I think, I think. Yeah, because it's not like really like a powerful moment, and like, and the fact that all of the kind of stay stay young vibes in it mm. are just people being mean to each other. So it's not even explaining why being young and youthful is exciting. You yeah. get killed by pirates, and then everyone's being mean to each other. So actually, it doesn't really sell very well. It's not well. very appealing, no. No, so I feel like you're you're right to take it in the way of like. 
I've decided I would be different and kind of maintain that idea of, you know, being youthful. And I think that's what people often forget in this film is that that is sometimes the message of, like, you know, like, never grow up. But I think there's quotes where Peter Pan says, you know, if you grow up, you can never come back. And that's, I disagree. I think, yeah, no. You know, you're right, we have to grow up to an extent because that's the way the world works. But that doesn't mean that you can lose the things that you enjoy. And it doesn't mm. mean that, like, you know, if you did something in childhood and you haven't done it for a few years, you can't go back and do no, it. No, you're never too old for something. That's, no, that's the other thing. No, you're never thing. too old for adventure. You're never too old to recapture things. You're never too, too old to kind of go back to what made you happy. Yeah. This kind of sense of, like, Wonderland, not Wonderland, <laughs> Neverland <laughs> is kind of the definitive when you make the choice to leave childhood yeah, and leave it yeah, all behind. That's it. Yeah. That's what the film sells, and it's not true. Because then Wendy's like, I want to go home, I want to go home, like, we must go home. And I just think, like, it, the yeah. message it's selling, it undermines itself. And for me, I think one of the big messages, it's, it's only small, hmm. but I think one of the big messages for me that I like to take positively out of this film is that idea in, like, when you believe in something, and those people doubt, you can obviously head, like, head, Wendy, Wendy's dad. Oh, like, yeah doubts her and obviously other people doubt her abilities because that's what to be fair one good thing about wendy i forgot to mention is that like she does try <laughs> like and push forward like you know that bit when she can't she can't fly anymore mm. she wobbles over the rocks and stuff and yeah, like she does try she give up no she doesn't um she has her moments where she really does push forward and try to live this adventure that she's promised herself yeah um and she's like you know i'm not gonna when, when her pixie just starts wearing off and she's wobbling in the air she still keeps yeah, going perseveres yeah she really does so i think that idea of like perseverance and if you believe in something other people tell you that it's not true or you can't do it when he doesn't kind of believe that yeah um, and i think that's a nice touch is that she's like no no i know peter pan is real i know my dreams are real i know what i believe is true and i'm not gonna let your negativity impact what makes me happy mm. so i actually think it's although it's only a small part of the film i think that kind of that is really important for me is that yeah. sense of don't lose who you are just because somebody else might judge you for it yeah or someone like else tells you that to... you shouldn't do it or yeah it's that yeah. isn't it it's, it's that phrase and it's like don't let someone else's like darkness dull your light or something Sparkle. like that yeah there yeah we go. <laughs> um, so i think and so that for me is a nice is a nice thing that comes out of it because i think that is wholly positive across the whole film yeah there's not really kind of downfalls or negatives of that is it that wendy truly believes the whole way through neverland is real it's this magical place yeah um and i I, when she gets a chance to go she goes like she takes yeah. the opportunity and she doesn't really look back so I, I think Wendy is quite admirable in that sense and there's a nice theme that comes out of that mm-hmm. like you said before she's kind of overshadowed with other things <laughs> but yeah. I think that's a nice part of her character that she does kind of she holds steadfast to what she believes in yeah and she does take risks mm. so yes mm. yeah trying to get some positive towards yeah. the end that is, yeah that's a good point mm. thanks um <laughs> But I think that's kind of that's kind of it. I don't think it's a very theme heavy one to be honest. I know if you really look at, I feel like the books the books are more wise. Hmm. Like I was reading before that apparently this film adaptation has um, one of is like one of the ones that got the fewest direct quotes from the book. Hmm. I think they changed it quite a little bit from. It's still quite close to the original, but I think yeah. they changed it quite a little bit from the original adaptation. So. I feel like when you read quotes from the book, it's far more intuitive and insightful and wise. Yeah. And there are a lot more themes, I think, in the book about loss and grief and 
mm. escaping and kind of control and all those kind of things. I don't think the film captures those. I think no, I don't think it's as complex. It doesn't not deep not deeply enough. No. It's not enough effort put into that really to convey those themes. No. It I kind think... of lo- it like loosely hangs on to the don't grow up theme. Yeah. And then there's the maternal theme throughout as well. Which oh, we and then, yeah, and then there's all the problematic themes. All the <laughs> like, themes, all the, yeah. the issues. All of the ones we've discussed. Yeah, I think that's kind of the main sort yeah. of themes. Hmm. Well, yeah. there we go. <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So that brings us on to Disney Fun Fact number four. So, whilst Peter Pan is often known for his famous green outfit, this is partly a Disney invention. In the original stage productions, he was said to wear auburns, tans, browns, and cobwebs. Mm. Interesting. What a very different look. He's had a bit of a glow up then, really, hasn't he? Well, it was also, well he has. He has. <laughs> I wonder if it's because, obviously, like he his his outfit is quite close to Robin Hood in the UK. Yeah. Folklore. Yeah, true. So I wonder if it's to do with that. Yeah, um, a nod. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Mm. Um, and did you know that this is the first time that Peter Pan was portrayed on screen by a boy? Oh, no. At the time, it was a girl. Because <laughs> um, in pantomime and stuff, like he's famously played by a woman. Mm. So apparently that was the same with Phil up until this one. Interesting. Well, there you go. Fun fact within a fun fact. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm spewing them out today. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and this brings us to a very interesting part because mm. I still don't know what this but luckily I'm not going first. So, and I didn't, I didn't. I actually, this. Do you know what? Because you initially were going first, and I turned it round. So you're welcome. Well, thank you. I just like to point out I didn't ask anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, briefly, briefly, without going into a tangent about the problematic things we've already done, yes. what we'll are your overall thoughts on the film, and how would you rate it out of ten? So, I think the film. Is overrated. Yes. I think it's a bit of a disappointment. Yes. When you watch it again as an adult, it's very problematic. It has potential and it has promise and it has a certain level of magic and some kind of promise to it. But I, I don't think... I mean, I think there are some good songs, like A Pirate's Life and, like, mm. you know, there's some kind of iconic songs in there. I really like Tinkerbell, even though she's problematic and the way she's portrayed, but I really like Tinkerbell and what yeah, that gave same. us. So I do. I, there are parts of it that I do like, and it's an enjoy. Like so, there are times when I will sit. Like it happened honestly about a year or two ago when I sat and thought, I really fancy watching Peter Pan. <laughs> I think like it has some lovely, lovely moments of animation. It's not yeah. consistent though. Yeah. I came into this thinking around like a six or a seven. Mm. After we've discussed this, this has plummeted. Um, because I've realised just how problematic it really yeah. is. When you, when you say it out loud and you realise all the issues with it, um, I would watch it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's always important to mention. I would, yeah. you know, would watch it again. Because um, it has a lot of water, I like water. <laughs> yes, well, yes, and um, pirates. True, true. <laughs> um, I'm feeling like a five. The reason okay. being that while I enjoyed Snow White a little bit more, it was quite a long film, and yeah. there were periods where I was quite bored. Mm. Um, I did have moments of that with this, to be fair. Like yeah, I did, same. I had this one in the background, but I feel like the story is a bit more kind of dramatic and kind of moving on than Snow White because Snow White yeah. is quite slow. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna say it's slightly better pacing than Snow White. 
even if it's more problematic. So that's kind of where I'm going to stick it at. In terms of me sitting and watching it, I think mm. I probably like enjoy the journey a bit more. Yeah. So I'm sticking with five. Okay. Thank you all. Thank you everyone for your time. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to your decision so swiftly. Yeah. Um... Well, listen. <laughs> it was hard. It, no, it's actually quite hard because it feels like a crime to give a film like this such a low score because of how hyped it is and like like we said like i think if i was a kid i would have given this a quite a high score because i loved it when i was a kid but realizing and reflecting upon all the issues that i have with this film i can't sit here and give it like a because like i used to love like skull rock and so like i used to love all of those parts of it and i still love all those things Mm. but like one rock a film cannot make my gut's going with a4 okay that's where i'm going and it's because i I simply can't justify giving it a higher score than that i just i don't i feel like i want to love it and i i feel like i like the idea of it more than i actually like it that's how i feel i went in thinking oh i'm gonna really like this i can know that i would like like fantastical adventures and like the idea of never growing up and i love that and the fact that it's set in london in the beginning i've always loved that and the flying and the magic and tinkerbell and like um, the pirates and everything like that mm-hmm. but I like the idea of it more than I actually like the film so that That's is why point. I have to give it such a low score however the score that I give it is probably more reflective of what we gained from this film and that is you know like we said all the different versions of Captain Hook mm-hmm. but Tinkerbell I mean if we didn't have this film we wouldn't have <laughs> Tinkerbell and we wouldn't True. have our Tinkerbell films and they are some of my favorite films and yeah. And we've done this before. We've said, you know, what we've been thankful that we've been given mm-hmm. from this film in the future. And that really applies to this. For me, I actually prefer what came out of this film than the yeah. film itself. So that is why I would give it a four, because I like it. I probably wouldn't choose to watch it again. I could watch it if someone mm. put it on, but in a background sort of way, and obviously switch off as soon as the problematic moments happen, which is quite <laughs> a lot. Quite often, yeah. Um I love Tinkerbell though, and I'm so so grateful that we got her and that we got her in mm-hmm. a way where we actually hear her speak and she and has intelligence. Really cool. She's just incredible, incredible. If you haven't watched those films, watch them. They are yeah. not childish or babyish. Yeah, they're so mature. They're so wonderful. Just watch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. That's where my gut's going. Um, it sounds really low, and I'm sorry if I've offended anyone, <laughs> but I have to stay true to mm-hmm. my my. My gut and my yeah, heart. True, so. true. See, I feel like unlike you, I think I would watch it again. I think it's mm. got problems, but I think I think that nostalgia for me is probably a little bit stronger because I would yeah. watch it again. I'd accepting all its problems, but I would still watch it and like have it on in the background or like mm. have it on while a friend was over and kind of chat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. through that. Um, I might just fancy it. Um, but mm. after they did the sequel, I think the sequel's planned obviously for the future because that. Yes. That was an improvement it started as issues but that was an improvement yeah, so no, a four from you a five from me i've written yes. that down uh well that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed you can subscribe on apple podcasts or follow us on podbean you can now you can subscribe on spotify as well and leave reviews on there now whatever channel you use feel free just click the little follow button um, and you'll get notifications when we post and share new content Um, if you leave a review we'd love to read them and you can recommend what you'd like to hear if you've got a favorite pixar film or live action or a short or anything that you're quite passionate about and you just want to hear kind of spotlighted for a bit drop it in the reviews or in an email and we are happy to discuss um 
we also obviously are over on Instagram. If you want to share any thoughts or ideas with us on there, you can do. Um, we are at a Sprinkler Disney Podcast. It's very simple. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, we'd love to have um, anyone on with our ad slots are still running. So if you have a small business, Disney or not Disney, um, we have different options for small business advertisements as well. Um, so feel free to either email us about that or check our um, Instagram LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn bio? LinkedIn. Our Instagram <laughs> link tree in our bio. <laughs> Yeah, and also on Instagram, we do also have things like extra fun facts. We, we have photos of adventures that we have together. And we also have lots of throwback posts as well. Um, we have quotes, nice motivational quotes. We do, they're nice uh, and inspiring. Yeah, day. <laughs> so you can share those on your stories if you wish. You know, we try and create the content. Um, <laughs> and coming up next time, I'm so excited for this, <laughs> we will be continuing with our High School Musical series. And we'll be doing the third film third and Absolutely final buzzing of the original we may extend yes. it to like show our page event focus mentions oh we stuff. have to so maybe other sections but we have to. So the original trilogy this is the end this is the end but what an absolute banger it's, it's going to be <laughs> now or never i love it honestly when we mentioned this before because we decided we changed our plan a little bit so apologize by the way we didn't mention that this isn't spider-man oh yeah sorry <laughs> this wasn't quite this. what you may have thought <laughs> The cinema times were not adding up. It was just not. It was not going to happen. Wow. Um. So alas, maybe one day. Um. But we decided before we changed plans a little bit for what we we're going to do in the next episode. And I think Rose nearly fell off her chair. She was so excited. It was High Musical three. Yeah. So um. I I just love High School Musical. So I feel like we always get very enthusiastic. We with do. Those. And we rip. I have a lot to stress. say about High Musical three. Oh, me too. Me too so yeah definitely look out for that episode <laughs> and yeah but in the meantime feel free to contact us on our email a sprinkle of disney podcast at gmail.com with any inquiries suggestions anything like that um and from the both of us have a magical rest of your day Bye.